the pounding begins. The wagons are circled. Every wind is raided. It's football time in America, and this republic has never been stronger. The Sportsocracy, Beer City's best sports talk, live from the Ingalls studio. It is the SPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, and we're seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, join us in the chat. It is uh, middle of the week here, and it, and this is usually how the football season goes, is as we get into the uh, into the later stages of the season, as we called it yesterday, the home stretch of the season. A lot of talk revolves around the coaches and who's going to be moving on and who can save their jobs for the rest of the year and what has to happen. So that's going to be a main topic of today's discussion. We also got the college football playoff. We'll talk about uh, with our power rankings and scenarios and all of that coming your way as well. It's a big weekend for your Florida State Seminoles there, Jeremy. Yeah. Hey, we got back to four. Sweet. <laughs> Come on, you're in the top four. It's uh, You got a claim. Yeah, my wife could not wrap her head around, wait, you're 11-0. and 0. Why, why are you so sad? Well, uh, because uh, I know what's fitting to happen. Right. That's, that's why. Right. Because there's only but three ways this could go. Either we lose to Louisville, uh-huh. which is, I'd say, 25%, mm-hmm. or we get into the playoff and get boat raced by Georgia or Michigan. Yes. Uh, but I actually separated those two because there's really only two paths. <laughs> that is pretty much the only two paths for your Florida State Seminoles. So we'll talk ab- uh, about all of it. Who's got a stake to the uh, college football playoff? Obviously, the top four coming out last night, and there were no surprises. Florida State moving back into the top four. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a yell. I, I just go ahead and tell you, if if my yelling is not something that you enjoy – you may not love our college football discussion in the next hour. Okay. Because <laughs> there are some people that are paid quite a bit of money by some very high-end institutions that I'm not sure are not uh, too stupid to breathe. Hmm. Okay. We'll get into all of it. Plus, uh, of course, taking your comments uh, in the YouTube section. Uh, and let's see here. Who's ga- is, is there a group of coaches right now that – they there's nothing they can do to save their jobs no really no there's not one coach that does not have a path now are there some that are a little bit harder to figure out than others yes okay and that's i would say the one that we start with is the one that is the hardest to figure out your path Mm -hmm. of but how you go how you gonna do that uh, and that's Ron Rivera, and I'm not sure it's all that close. Right, uh, because I've got him down in the nothing-you-can-do category. Walk There's me always the something path. you can do. Walk me through the path of how he keeps his job. Um, You beat the Dolphins, you beat the 49ers, and you beat the Cowboys. And then you beat the Rams <laughs> and the Jets. You finish, you finish with five straight wins, you go 9-8, and eight, and you make the playoffs. I didn't say it was a likely path. Okay. I said there was a path. There was a path. Okay. Well, so. I mean, look, you got to ask yourself the question: Why did they not fire Ron Rivera? And everybody that wants to talk about Eric Bieniemy, oh, he should be the next head coach. Well, if they thought there was a snowball's chance in Atlanta, he was going to be the next head coach, he'd be the head coach right now. Agreed. But he's not. 
And do you know why? Because it's really hard to incite a fan base that's a really loyal fan base. And look, something I never hear people talk about. There are tiers of fan base in the NFL. You got Washington, the Jets. By the way, our uh, our, our New York Jets shirt dropped this morning. I'll have it up on the live stream in the breaks of this here program. And it is just shiskies. Uh, I plan on doing one just like that for every woe-begotten franchise in yes. the NFL. Yes, this is the and this is by the way for those who are listening on the radio and can't see the picture of the of the shirt when it comes up. This is the, the this is the anti-hero shirt basically for yeah, it's the Jets gonna jet shirt. Yeah, I, I changed it's the all, logo. Yep, it's you have the New York Jet logo. It looks very spot on too, and well, I changed some of the letters to make it muy triste. Very sad. Yes. Uh, and then I put all of the Jets kerfuffles on the back. So I'm very proud of it. It's, like a, it's like a word collage on the back of all of the big things that have just kicked you in the, in the, in the, in the, you know, nethers. In, in your the plums, fandom. if you will. And yeah, and we're definitely going to do one of these for uh, uh, all of the down. Panthers are next. Franchises. Uh, Panthers are next. Washington franchise. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to get that name on the shirt without it being offensive. And I'm gonna. Then mm-hmm. you know why? Because my name's on the door <laughs> and I do what I want. Right. Uh, and, and all of the others. Bengals, we asked the, the Discord, hey, what team should have one of these? And somebody threw out names that I went, shut up. Okay. I, that'd be four words. It's hard to make that big enough. <laughs> Baltimore Ravens fan. Oh, Jonathan Ogden stubbed his toe one time. That was very sad. Shut up. <laughs> I couldn't get every draft bust on the jet shirt. I don't want to hear about your pain. Right. Anyway. Anyway, I uh, look forward to uh, getting your pain shirt, uh, Jets going jet shirt uh, from the store, and look forward to the future releases of other pain shirts involving, uh, you know, other NFL teams. Not everybody's logo is as easy to manipulate as the New York Jets. When you have a lot of words, makes it real easy for somebody like yeah. me to go, let's just take those out. Yeah. Yeah. So Ron Rivera, I, I mean, okay, mathematically speaking, I guess there's a path, but realistically. If they were dead set on firing him, they already would have. Yeah. I just don't and know. Now look, what I'm you not can saying prove. they're not 90% there, but there is, there is a path. If the defense gets exponentially better now that he's calling mm-hmm. it, if. I mean, I think you still have to win seven games, but two of those are against the Rams and the Jets, yeah. who have nothing to play for. Do you think that last year's scenario in Carolina with um, Steve Wilkes has other owners around the league, other GMs around the league looking at that situation and going, we need to be careful about who we put in charge Always at the did. end? That, but that's not a new thing. Dan Campbell did this one time. Mm-hmm. He took over for the Dolphins, and all of a sudden, they look like a cognitive franchise. It's more the other way of, all right, let's say they do have some belief in Eric Bieniemy. I don't want to thrust Ron Rivera's staff on him, and he coaches these last five games, and they get their brains beat out. And now I can't sell this. Mm-hmm. That's the bigger problem. That's why I don't think, or at least to me, that's why Azura Averro didn't get the job in Carolina. They took the most non-threatening coach humanly possible in in Chris Tabor. Right. Went, hey, you you go get your old your your, your arse kicked for the next 
I don't know, five, six weeks and then. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that has a, a role. The, the Steve Wilkes thing and the fan base getting behind a guy into the season has ha, has more of a role maybe than it, than it ever did. I, I get what you're but saying about not the new. enemy, uh, but I feel the same way about Kellen Moore in, in with L.A. They have no faith in Kellen Moore. Yeah, apparently Kellen not. Moore's in the same boat that, that Eric Bieniemy is. Because, look, the, the Chargers, and we'll talk about Brandon Staley in the next segment, mm-hmm. the, the Chargers have a real path to, hey, you – you could just lather up and do this again. Yep. Which uh, to me is dumb. But I, I'm going to say something about owners, and I'm not uh, throwing this directly at you, but you're the one that said it, and you're the one I'm talking to. Owners do not give a flying flip what you think. They don't care. And here's why they know you're going to keep showing up. Carolina Panther fans, oh, this is awful. We fired all these coaches. The, uh, David Tepper's hired as many coaches in his time as the the owner of the Carolina Panthers as the Pittsburgh Steelers have since 1967. Awesome. Uh, week one of next year, you going to be there? Yeah, that's what I thought, and he knows that too. Mm-hmm. So what you think doesn't matter nearly as much as you think it does. Oh, your little protein. You said this yesterday. Storm on mint. You know what David yeah. Tepper's going to do? He's going to sit in a high rise and watch all of you run right up to that stadium. He's going to light a cigar with a $100 bill and go, they think I care. <laughs> <laughs> they think I care. I'm worth $40 bajillion. You think I care what you think? Yeah. It's adorable. Uh huh. That's the problem with ownership is that bad ownership is the one thing you can't fire. You can't get away from it. It's true. You're stuck with it. True. And thankfully, in the case of the Washington Commanders, they they did get rid of him. They did get rid of their bad owner. They have new ownership, and and I keep coming back to that. There is zero path here. I don't care if they beat everybody 50 to nothing the rest of the season. I don't think that that new ownership is going to look at Ron Rivera and go, yeah, this is a good thing. We can do this. We can keep doing this. I can't tell you why I know this, but I can tell you definitively you're wrong. Okay. They want to find a reason to keep Ron Rivera, not find a reason to push him out the door. Really? Stability. Josh Harris is not new to this. Magic Johnson is not new to this. Mm -hmm. You get guys like David Tepper that, and this is my old bar theory, guys make money with hedge funds, guys make money in real estate, and all of a sudden they think they're John Taffer. They're not. And that's what David Tepper is doing. Josh Harris, way more patient. Do you remember how long he held on to Brett Brown? That team couldn't play dead in a cowboy movie. Mm-hmm. And Brett Brown lasted forever. You know why? Because Josh Harris is a pretty good owner. So he's not going to be impatient here. I think ultimately Ron Rivera will get got because there's three of those games. I don't see a path that you're going to win. And two of them you probably get absolutely smoked in. Right. But there is a path. Okay. And that's what we're asking. What is the path? What is the path? Um, we also got our first one of these ooh, of the ooh, day. Super chat. I'm your huckleberry. Uh, it's a new member of the House of Reprehensibles, David Beckerman. Welcome in. We're always happy to see new people. We're like an AA meeting for sports. Feel free to throw your drug of choice out there. Mine is the fighting New York Jets because I just can't stop doing it. <laughs> None of us can, right? And New England Patriots fans are finding themselves in that situation right now with uh, their head coach, Bill Belichick, going, ah, it was fun. It was fun. But it's over. Mm-hmm. And that's another one. I I don't think there's a thing that can happen. Oh, I do. I think, And I think it's the easiest of all of them. He walks into Bob Kraft's office and goes, I'm not going anywhere. We that's do. all it's going to say? We do. Kick him out. 
There's a lot of fan base that would not be happy with that, and you better crush this next hire, and you're the second least attractive job in this whole market. Mm-hmm. But that's but you have the ready-made replacement in-house. Oh, th- he's not getting this job. Gerard Mayo's not no getting this job? No shot. There is really? no shot. This is going so bad. And, and now look, the 10% I will give you that it could be Gerard Mayo is you don't want to be the guy that replaces the guy, and they know definitively this roster is so far away from competitive that it is pitiful so they might low-key just go you know what we'll trot gerard out here for a couple years he'll get fired and then we'll have a shot at mike vrabel or Mm -hmm. or whoever it is Mm -hmm. i don't think that's how that would go that franchise is way too proud for that it's also a job where you're practically destined to fail Mm -hmm. and i had a a uh, reporter in the northeast tell me this a couple weeks ago and it's it bore in my brain and i can't stop thinking about it what could you possibly do in one off season that any coach and what he said to me was take any coach in the nfl what are you going to give them that's going to make this team better than five and 12 next year I've thought about that now for roughly 17 days. I don't have an answer to that. And there is a merit, potentially, depends on just how impatient Bob Kraft is, and I think he's been pretty patient to this point, mm-hmm. of Bill's already catching the flag. You know, The fan base already turned on Bill. So do I want to bring in the next coach and basically doom him for failure off the jump? I would say yes. I, I'm not. I don't want to keep doing this. Which lands you in competitive quicker? Hanging with Bill Belichick or moving on? Well, let me give you a scenario. Uh, what if you looked at Bill and said, "Bill, buddy, we think you're a great coach. You're the most god awful talent evaluator in the history of the NFL, and we're going to hire Dolph Ziggler to be your new GM. He's unemployed and doesn't have anything to do." that could go a handful of ways. Bill could tell you to pound Satan, Mm -hmm. which is what a lot of people think would happen. Mm -hmm. The other possibility is that you put in who it is that you want in the personnel department. They ride with Bill for a year. And then a year from now, Bill's so irritated at not being able to shop for the groceries per se that he walks away of his own volition. And there's, trust me, this is more of a chess game than you think. Right. Because if you hire a coach that has no shot to win, you have basically said for three years I'm going to be irrelevant and I'm probably going to break whoever this next quarterback is. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you wind up with three offensive schemes in three years. But it, And I've never seen a quarterback survive that. And and, and the, to the question that you asked me a moment ago, um, what gets you to be in more competitive faster? I think it's ripping the Band-Aid. Okay, so Because you're going to have to push this off. With who? I, I, it does, to me, it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, no, you, can go, you, can go with Ger- you can go with Gerard Mayo. Gerard Mayo would have a 0.0001% chance of success. First of all, to be a defensive guy that gets a head coach in this league, you better be real, real good, and you better be real, real connected mm-hmm. because you're going to have to put together a staff that's deep. I mean, just look around the NFL. Name me the best team in the NFL with a defensive head coach. I'll wait. I'll wait because it's Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. I, I'll save you the the, the trouble of looking. Mm-hmm. They're just not out there. So, to me, it would be borderline impossible for me to hire a defensive coach anyway. But then you get a first-time guy with a roster that's this bad, and the problem's not the defense. The problem's the offense. Mm-hmm. 
So now, all right, I give it to Mayo. Let's say he succeeds. You're going to lose your offensive coordinator in a year. Because if you make anybody, anybody that you bring in there that makes this look even vaguely competent will be a head coach in a year. And it, it just the paths of success are really hard for me to get to. Should they rip the Band-Aid off with Bill? Absolutely. Three years ago. But now you're so pot committed to all these things that Bill has done. Could I see a path that he swings his weight around and just goes, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to make you fire me. Mm-hmm. I think Bob Kraft would do it, mm-hmm. but that's your, your path. They're not going to win any games. There's not a path in that. Right. But I could see six Super Bowl rings just being enough to keep you around for another year. Uh, and, and it wouldn't shock me in the least. Yeah. It, it would have until a handful of weeks ago. Right. And I I just, I can't, I cannot get there. <laughs> You're in the sportsocracy. CSPN Asheville. Bill is doomed in New England as far as I'm concerned. Uh, our new House of Reprehensibles member, David Beckerman, he says he's been listening for uh, for a year. Finally splurged on the membership. We appreciate awesome. that. Thank you. You know, we're, we're Pormen, and, uh, and all those doubloons count, those go directly to us. Uh, but he's from Boston, lifelong Patriots fan, and he said, yeah, I agree. We need a whole new offense or let Bill stay and fix the offense. That's actually what I would say is the more likely, is that you look at Bill, you go, look, this Bill O'Brien thing, it ain't working. You as the GM, it ain't working. We're going to bring in somebody that's going to fix the offense. We're going to bring in somebody that's going to fix the, the, the personnel. And Bill might resolve himself that way. He would. And if he doesn't now, he'll do it in a year. I think he would. I think he would he would walk out the door because that's part of his deal, right? I'm not a huge fan of hiring a coach just to hire a coach. D'Amico Ryans, that's a one-in-a-million shot. He played for that franchise. He was the best coach on the market by a mile. That was an ugly job. Ugly job. Mm-hmm. And I'm not so sure that there's a guy on this market that will do that. And on the 3 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about who we would hire. And I'm friends with at least one of the people that we're going to pick in this draft. I'm not sure that any of them are, hey, look, I showed up and all of a sudden we're good. No, it's I picked the right job and all of a sudden we're good. So it's not as easy as just, hey, this guy is awful. Let's go find somebody else. Well, they might be awfuler. You're in the sportsocracy and this is CSPN Asheville. The Ingalls Advantage isn't just about savings or the best quality food for your family. It's more than that. It's the advantage of being a part of a community. That's why we provide over 2 million pounds of food every year through regular donations and programs like the Ingalls Giving Tree, Food for Thought, and the Ingalls Fill-A-Backpack program. It's the right thing to do, and we know that you would do the same. Ingalls, your neighbor for over 50 years. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, ain't God? It is ESPN Asheville. How do you save your job if you're an NFL coach on the hot seat? I mean, the hot seat list can go, what, 12 at this point? I struggle to get that deep. 
<laughs> I mean, you'd have to have some disastrous finishes for it to I, get that high. I can but. get to the 10 that, that Adam Schefter said. I don't really right. think I can get any deeper than that. Right. Um, Unless you have some really impetuous owners that just, ah, you know what? We hired a guy last year, but he, he's not good. <laughs> I don't there's your roster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt Eberflus with the Chicago Bears. I I feel like he should be in that there's nothing you can do category. He should be. He's not. He's what are not. they seeing? Uh, the defense is getting better. Um, I could see a path. And and I'm really kind of throwing shade at, at Ryan Poles here. Mm-hmm. But then again, you have pulled off one of the worst trades I've ever seen. And you have poured a lot of your resources into that defense, not so much that offense. I could see a path that Luke gets. He gets the the the, the, the guillotine. And they believe they can fix Justin Fields. And, hey, we got two top five picks. We'll, we'll keep stacking draft capital. And they stand pat. Or will they give Poles the freedom to make his own choice? Because he got saddled with Justin Fields, right? That was the previous administration, wasn't it? I believe so, yes. Like they, uh, who was it that was before him? I'd forgotten the name. Uh, Ryan Pace. Yeah, Ryan Pace made that pick, I believe. And then Poles came in. And so will I they leave your you were right. Yeah. So will they give him the freedom to make his own selection? Because it's possible. Because you're tied to Justin Fields, right? Your success is going to be tied to this quarterback. Or it's going to be tied to the quarterback that you take him on. Exactly. Which <laughs> you want to talk about you ever seen that meme of uh, of the older feller and he's wearing a red plaid shirt and it's Christmas and he opens up his Christmas gift and it's the same red plaid shirt and he holds it up. Uh, that's how I feel like the Chicago Bears would look, going, look, we got Caleb Williams. Well, we exchanged Justin Fields, and they're way more the same guy than you want them to be. Are they really? They're not exactly the same. They have, they both have a big wart that would terrify me. Uh, I mean, Caleb is way better as a quarterback. Easy, though. Isn't he? <laughs> I mean, that comes with a big question mark for me because, I, I, I mean, I believe he is. Yeah, watch his – do me a favor. Watch his tape and call all of the games against directional schools, uh, whack schools. Just put on the tape of him against good teams. You may see things more my way. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. He's much more – he's a much better thrower of the football. I also don't know if that's the guy that I want to – because look, Chicago's a god awful place for quarterbacks to go. Mm-hmm. There's a reason they've never had a four thousand yard passer. There's reasons they've had four hundred and seventeen quarterbacks in the last what forty years. And I don't know that that's the situation. I also don't know that Caleb Williams won't behind closed doors go, "Don't draft me. You won't like how this goes." Right? Because he has that sense to me of I'm gonna call my shot. Right. It's just, it's. A, I mean, you look at a franchise that goes. It, at some point, you got to get one, right? At some point, you have to get a good quarterback. The best quarterback in Bears history, aside from Sid Luckman, is Jay Cutler. Jim, Jim McMahon. <laughs> ah, but Jay Cutler was better than him. He just doesn't have a Super Bowl to show for. Smoking Jay Cutler. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I would say it's going to take a lot for Eberflus, yeah. and you're probably right. Poles gets his shot to hire his guy. I'm not sure who that is. 
it's not a it's not an unattractive job at this point, but it's also not the most attractive job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joshua Brooks said it came out a day that Caleb Williams doesn't even know if he'll come out. Uh, oh yeah, he's a game time decision. Yeah, that's it, and that that's just another one of those things that makes me look at Caleb Williams and go, you know what? I'm good. I, there there are too many points. You cannot screw up Marvin Harrison. All right, you could give Marvin Harrison Tim Boyle and the uh, the offensive line of the New York Jets, and he will still. At worst, be the fifth best receiver in this league. You know what? I think I'm gonna do that. I'm I'm gonna do that. And and you you my my fingernail painted friend can go be somebody else's problem. I don't want the mental headache. I really don't. He's shown me enough. This Caleb past Williams year. at this point is like that really hot girl you made at a bar, and she keeps talking about her chakra. And she's got a, a, a jewel around her neck that she uses to fend off spirits. And mm-hmm. You're like, are you hot enough for me to deal with this? Because I'm not so sure you are. Right, it's that crazy hot scale thing. Yeah. You got you to gotta balance that out somehow. I'm not so sure you're that hot. And Caleb's like a, he's like a 10 hot, but he's also like a 12 crazy. Yeah, there's a girl sitting over there in the, in the corner. She's drinking a seltzer by herself, and she looks like a lot more fun. That's Drake May. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Wanted to make sure that you got it. That you we, understood the that comparison understood. I was making there. Right, right, right. Uh, who else is on the on the hot seat here? Uh, Brandon Staley is is the one that I look at and go, if you were anywhere else, I would be dead set convinced that you could do absolutely nothing to save yourself here. Mm-hmm. You might be the one with the best shot to save yourself. Have you looked at who they play on the backside of this? Uh huh. Patriots, Broncos, Raiders, Broncos, and then the Bills and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. If they go five and one, and, and I know that sounds really out there right now because everybody super believes in the Raiders, everybody super believes in the Broncos. But should you? But should you do that? Because I just want you to say this out loud. You get Farva, I get Justin Herbert. You get Russell Wilson. I get Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. You get Mac Jones, I get Justin Herbert. And if you look at him over the course of time, he's done a really good job of beating quarterbacks that he's better than. Where he runs into a problem is when he comes up against a quarterback who is better than him. Pat Mahomes is the one of them specifically thinking of. Right. So, and I guess that's my question. The Chargers are 4-7. and seven. You're not going to make the playoffs. You're not even appearing in the in the mix at this point. So the playoffs are a that, – that's a – Pipe dream. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. But what if you get to like 9 and 8? Is that enough? You have a historically cheap ownership group that really does not like paying guys to go away. Is that enough? It shouldn't be, but it could be. I don't know. I honestly don't know. The only way that maybe it would is if you have zero doubts after all of these games like whatever the winning streak has to be to put you at that level of maybe is maybe isn't it would have to be I would have to see flawless coaching right flawless game management at the end of games no more of this stupid going for it on fourth down on your own 25 yard line with he's six done that way to less go. over the last few and, weeks. and I get it but what I'm saying is he has to eliminate all of those things for for me as an owner to look at him and go okay you've figured out your problems now we're not going to have any more of this. We're in close games, and I can just guarantee uh, that we're going to lose at some point. It, that would have to change, and I don't know that it can. And now you got to understand, when I'm giving these these devil's advocate things, I'm trying to think as the owner. Mm-hmm. Brandon Staley could literally cure world hunger 
and I would still think he was the stupidest person I've ever seen behind an NFL stanchion in my entire life. Wouldn't change anything. He could literally tear apart a spaceship and put it back together. And Josh Dobbs could get on that spaceship, fly to the moon, colonize aliens, bring them back, and Brandon Staley could be the ruler. And I would still look at him and go, you are an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Again, nothing he can do. For some, but it's not our decision to make. It's Tom Telesco's decision to make, right? Uh, well, and there's a possibility that's not his decision family. either. Right. They could just clean house, and I'm not sure that would be the, the, the wrong move. I like Tom so much. Mm-hmm. I think he's such a smart guy. I I, I think he probably I survives really this. I mean, I, he put together a good team, right? I, I don't. It's I, just I the think coaching. the Quentin Johnston thing is going to be enough. You ever seen the uh, the meme of the dragons and one of them's eyes are going all Adam oh, Gase yeah. just googly yeah. eyed? That's Quentin Johnston with Zay Flowers, Jackson Smith, and Jigba and uh, Jordan <laughs> Addison. Like, oh boy, and you took him first. Uh, ooh, ooh. You're in the sportsocracy, the ZSPN Asheville. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and mountaingraphicsavl.com your one-stop custom apparel shops i believe real estate isn't about properties it's about people i'm clarissa hyatt zach with exp realty serving all of western north carolina navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key i'm a native of western north carolina and i close over a home a week I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. It is ESPN Asheville, and over the weekend, uh, a lot of, like, it was it was hard for me over the weekend to follow everything that was happening in uh, college football, professional football, all of the things and keep up with the family and the goings and the comings of the holiday season and all of that. Um, But I I rely on Twitter a lot to keep me up to date on, on what's going on. And one of the, one of the accounts that I follow, and I'm sure most sports fans probably do follow Barstool Sports on Saturdays. They're great at posting out stuff that you didn't get to see from games all across the nation. We love Dave Portnoy. Yes, and they love to put out, you know, funny pictures of fans caught on television. There was one that they put out uh, from the Oklahoma TCU game where there was an Oklahoma fan who was proudly cheering for his team, all decked out in the front row, and they caught him mid-yell with his mouth agape and all three of his teeth showing was he yelling why does our coach look like a corpse <laughs> probably he, so. he was yelling let's go nosferatu jr and of course when they posted the picture it was you know obviously to get the reaction from everybody about oklahoma fans and dental hygiene and 
you can imagine how the how how Twitter treated that picture. Uh, one of my didn't get, favorite, didn't go well for that fella. I'm well, guess, one so. of my favorite comments uh, was he was wearing his OU like really nice OU championship jacket. This is seven time national champions, and somebody had commented that he had a tooth for every championship that Oklahoma had. So oh. I mean, points for that. But here again, it's it's mean spirited, and we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't make fun of people on the internet. That's the oh, high wait. road, right? Oh wait, that well, we're not inter- supposed to do that. <laughs> oh, I've been doing that wrong for a long time. I wish somebody had told me. That's oops. When the social media post went viral, though, enter the good Samaritan, an OU um, alum by the name of Doctor Brett Francis. A dentist at Dental Designs of Stroud, and you can probably tell where this is going. He chimed into the Barstool Sports page and said, hey, anybody tell me how I can find out who this guy is because I want to give him a Christmas present. And he's redoing the guy's mouth. He's going to give him all of the uh, dental hygiene treatment that he needs to have a big bright smile on his face the next time that he goes back to OU for a game. I think it's a great story. It's awesome that other dental companies apparently are now getting involved with this case and maybe opening the door for more charity cases because, frankly, as a Georgia fan, we've got a lot of people that need this too. So can we get on the stick here? Uh, My story, who's shocked, is about gambling. Uh, This weekend, we will have the Big Ten Championship game. Yes. Michigan Wolverines and the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah. Uh, Have you seen the line for this game? Oh, it's got to be Michigan by 30. You're too high, but not by much. 28 and a half. 24. Oh. Now, that's not why I wanted to tell the story. What's the over-under? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge how good you are at math. 29. It's higher than that. I have 32. 35. 35. Okay. Now. Use your math and skills and tell me what that means that Vegas thinks the score of this game is going to be. What is that? that... Wait. It's 29 and a half. 29. 29 and a half to five and a half. Okay. What's the first half line for Iowa points? Two and a half? Lower. It's lower than two and a half? one lower a half it's a half a point oh my gosh if iowa scores in any way it doesn't if you can physically score points they cover the minute they touch the scoreboard iowa has covered <laughs> in both halves it's amazing that is unfathomable I've never for seen me that before. and i'm I, neither have i and i'm not gonna lie i have been staring at my computer screen all day going i want to bet the under i want to bet the under so bad because I don't think they're going to score. I am I hammering the under, I could by the way. That. For the for the just cheap thought that at the end of the game, they're going to get a field goal. You Unless they have a kicker that can kick one from his own 40-yard line, I'm not so sure that's true. I mean, Michigan's up. They can't score on bad defenses. What are they going to do against a good one? You know, Michigan gets up 50 to nothing. And maybe they put the scrubs in, and even the, you know, the scrubs will You're give up a field point. goal. They got to score fifty points on Iowa. Has that offense looked particularly good? No. 
Uh, they yeah, scored 30 points on I, on Ohio State, who defensively, I hate to break it to you, they're not as good as Iowa. Yeah, that Iowa defense is insane. Hardball's back. Maybe that'll make a difference. It, it won't. I'm really? hammering the under. I'm hammering Iowa plus the 24 because I easily could see this game being 17 to nothing, and Iowa has a grand total of 27 yards. <laughs> uh, we have breaking news. Who's going to break the news? 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 I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Uh-oh. I, I don't want to say it. It's from Ian Rapport and Adam Shafter. Uh-oh. The New York Jets are opening the 21-day practice window on Aaron Rodgers. Oh, no. Why? But for why are you doing that? I, to get you to talk about it. That's, that's not it. He actually thinks he's going to come back and play. And even to more insanity is he thinks there's a reason he should come back and play. But you're not still alive, no, are you? It, well, we're, I mean, technically, there's only one team in the NFL that's physically eliminated from playoff contention, and that's your Carolina Panthers. <laughs> But for why are you doing this? For the love of all that's good and holy, do not put him behind that offensive line. If he was bionic, I would still not put him behind that offensive line. Mm-hmm. And, it, and maybe it's me. I mean, I'm I'm the guy. I made that shirt that's been swinging around on our social medias. But I just I see how this is going to go, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Not nary a little bit. How's that going to go? They're going to beat the Atlanta Falcons this week. Don't ask me how. I have no idea. Maybe Desmond Ritter throws four pick sixes. I don't know. They beat Atlanta. Now they're five and seven. A whole mess of things go their way. And the next thing you know, old brother A.A. Rod is out there slinging passes. Cause and you know what? You know what makes me the angriest about this? I got a text at like nine o'clock this morning mm-hmm. that said the Aaron thing's not dead. Rut row. I don't no no <laughs> no. Well, that's a revisionist no. history would make me right on that one. I guess. I mean, I I'm I'm with you. I don't think it should happen. He kept talking about it, and as long as there's an outside shot, he keeps maintaining. But for why? But, but what 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 it, what good is this going to do other than serve your own? self-serving devices to go look my homeopathic medicine by the way you can find your aaron Rodgers uh homeopathic clinic t-shirt also in our merch store uh other than to serve that vice which is hey look i came back quicker than anybody from an achilles yep. what does that do what does that do raise hope it for raises who? hope for you there's for not you a jets, fan, jets with, fan there is no jets fan with hope for this year none we are way too cynical for that. You have done this to us for 60-something years. I have told you this. Joe Namath sold his soul to the devil on the streets of Miami, Florida in 1969 for a Super Bowl. And I don't care how many recreational drugs Adam or Aaron Rodgers smoking. What are you doing? Sorry, I had the wrong keyboard. Uh, My bad. Apparently. Uh, I forgot completely what I was saying right there. Were you talking about Aaron Rodgers? Uh, thanks yeah. I, I knew that much i don't remember what i said right before you just blew my eardrums out sorry. with sorry i just i'm 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 dumbfounded yeah they're gonna keep this going to keep you to, to, to keep the keep your name in the news right win the news cycle 
It matters. Why do you want to win the new cycle? Because that's Aaron Rodgers' game, right? That's a game. Well, Aaron he's Rodgers been didn't make for this call. Four years. Aaron Rodgers didn't make this call. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Oh, Aaron Joe Rodgers. Joe Douglas is the one that had to hit the button. Oh, I get at it. some point you got to look at him and go, "Are you stupid?" Yeah. There's no benefit to this at all. But they the, don't have the ability. The more, of course they do. Of course they do. This is an NFL franchise. I can look at you and go, "No, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do it," and you can't make me. My career is hinged on you, and right. if you get hurt again, I am screwed. I get what you're saying, but I don't really, I really don't think that there's a GM that would look at Aaron Rodgers and go, "No, he wants to play, or well, he wants maybe, to I mean, make maybe. it make it appear that well, and, he's gonna." I mean, maybe. have they told him no about anything yet? Well, and maybe, just maybe, that's why he only has one Super Bowl. That's very true. It's that because no GM would stand up and just go, nope, I'm going to do what's better for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because do you realize how many things would have to happen for the New York Jets to make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. And he obviously is not going to play this week. I would say there's almost no shot he plays next week. No. They play the Texans next week. I mean, what do they think, that opening the practice window is going to get the best effort out of, the, out of Tim Boyle? Who should be selling... Uh, Navage or, or Allstate or one of the other lovely sponsors of this station. Can I interest you in a story about nasal suction? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he, that's what Tim Boyle should be doing. Not like quarterback <laughs> the NFL. Uh, Speaking of, uh, I saw it in the chat, and I, I just had to go see it for myself, and I saw it on Twitter, and awesome. That's yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't raise your hope for next season, though, if he comes back. Why would it raise my Are hope you for just next going to uh What what could he do in this season that's going to raise my hope for next year? I'm fine with him next year anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I was worried he's not going to be able to walk. He's trying to play this year. I, why in the world would I have a fear he's not going to play in September? No, I mean, it's it, it, to give you the 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 sneak preview to show you that we're on the right path don't need for next it. year. Don't need it. I know what it looks like. I saw it in the preseason. It was just fine. Right. It was a quarterback that could make an accurate throw to the one receiver you have. I mean, the only uh, the only small frame of hope that th- this does give me is, uh, hey, Aaron, maybe you have to, you know what? Maybe we deactivate uh, Garrett Wilson for a week, mm-hmm. and we let you throw to all your bum friends. Yeah, here, here's Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. You can have all the guys. You know what? We'll re-sign Malik Turner and let him play too. Yeah. And we'll give you Billy Turner and all the other bums you brought to New York with you. Ah! <laughs> Aaron Rodgers thinks he's Superman. He thinks he's special. And who knows? Maybe this uh, cutting-edge surgery oh, not, is the greatest thing we've ever known. I'm not doubting that he could play. I'm not doubting that in any way. I'm asking, but for why? What exactly do you think you're going to prove here? Name me one thing, one thing that's pro-Jets here. I got Aaron Rodgers. Oh, look, I came back faster than anybody. I'm bionic. Mm-hmm. And my ayahuasca journey, I went into a dark pit with a rock and a possum and a, a friend that's a gopher. And he told me how to heal this. Ah, oh, God, I, I hate this team so much. If you've got I, a I shot, hate that I love them. If you got a shot to run the table and make the playoffs. You'd still miss it. You would still miss the playoffs. But he's still going to do it, I bet. Well, you can't run the table because he can't play this way. And they're going to find some stupid way to beat Atlanta. And mm-hmm. 
And then the hype train's going to start all over again. <laughs> We're stuck in this never-ending uh, cycle of Jets football. Oh my God. Uh, you're in the sportocracy. ZSPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. I think I would be better being addicted to recreational drugs than I am being addicted to the New York Jets. Right. It hurt way less. I tell you that much. It would hurt way less. Uh, do we have any? Do we have any games for you to wager on tonight? No, there's nothing. No, we got nothing because I'm not doing NBA playing tournament or in season tournament or whatever it is. All right. Well, we're taking care of the breaking news with the practice window being opened for Aaron Rodgers. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will continue the discussion of how you save your job because there's three in one division that well, they should probably just be gone right now. Off, let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White haze, each perfect, scary berries, and my personal favorite, mean green. And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. Back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Head coaches on the hot seat. There's there's a bunch of them. And we've been talking about how do you save your job. And I, I mean, I feel like there shouldn't be much of a path for a couple of the coaches from the NFC South to save their jobs. Obviously, Frank Reich has no chance because he's done gone with the Carolina Panthers, Todd Bowles, if he wins another division, do you do that again? I'm not sure that every coach in this division doesn't get fired regardless. Right. Same thing with, uh, Dennis, Allen. with Dennis Allen in New Orleans. I mean, they all should be fired. None of them should be safe. I don't care if you win the division or not. These are all train wrecks. Mm-hmm. One of you is just going to be the king of the train wrecks, and that doesn't really mean much for me. But the path to all of them is the exact same. Win the division. Yeah. And then you have something to hang your hat on. You'll have to fire one of your coordinators, and you'll make it another year. And God forbid. God Which means forbid the winner of this division is really the loser. Yeah. God forbid it ends up being my team. It will not be your team. And that would be terrible. I genuinely think your team is going to lose to the Carolina Panthers this week. <laughs> really? Yeah. You're not good. You're not good. I've told you that all year long. <laughs> all right. I may break out the, 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 the prayer of, I don't ask for much. <laughs> I don't. I'm a simpleman of simple means. But a Carolina Panther victory over Tampa Bay would just make me so happy. It's weird. It's so weird. I, I detest Baker Mayfield. Eh, okay. He's I the only it. quarterback in the NFL that's blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> it's all it's all about him. He that. got really tired of me just yeah. going, you suck. 
<laughs> on a, like that, a weekly basis. If that doesn't happen, I mean, that would be back-to-back division championships for Todd Bowles, and that would put him ugh, yeah, that's firmly the reason, in the seat. That's the reason you shouldn't use division titles or Pro Bowls no to doubt. justify coaches or players. No doubt. I agree with you. You, uh, you should just scrap this whole division. The other two that I wanted to talk about, uh, the two New York guys. Uh, I, I would say Robert Sala is Aaron Rodgers opening the practice window. That happened before the show, or as the show was happening. So I had no ability to react to that. Mm-hmm. I don't see a path that they're going to let him go. No. I, I really don't. As long as he has if Aaron's ear. If I told you one of, the, one of the New York coaches got fired, one of the three, mm-hmm. whether it was Robert Sala, Brian Dayball, Sean McDermott, which one would you bet your money on? Sean McDermott. Me too. I, it is me too. Yeah. If they miss the playoffs, I put they're him. They're gonna I, miss the playoffs. I put him down on my hot seat list because I believe that. I mean, depending on how the end of the season goes, if it looks terrible, which little hope after the Philadelphia game, right? I said that on yesterday or Monday. But if it goes horribly the rest of the season, there's no chance that you're hanging on to him. You still feel like you have a window, or you should feel like you have a window. And he hasn't gotten you there yet, so he's got to be the one. Brian Dable was his coach of the year last year. I'm not firing him. It depends on now. if it depends on if it's as bad behind closed doors as I hear. I mean, I and guess a lot of giant fighting, fans yeah. have tried to tell me, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about." Well, it, it's not me that's saying it. I'm the mouthpiece that's repeating what other people can't say. Right. Well, I mean, if it's if there's internal strife with the coach and the GM or the ownership or whatever, then yeah, that would that would factor into it. A bad season plus the bad relationships. Sure, I could see that going that way. But just with product on the field, I mean, I don't know. Part of me just feels like you shouldn't bail on that guy after one real bad injury plagued year. Uh, Sir Jimothy in our YouTube comments said, can we replace the teams in the NFC South and just bring in four from the USFL? <laughs> I would love to see a Memphis Showboats, Houston Gamblers division. Oh, wouldn't that be great? It'd be a lot more palatable than watching Arthur Smith and Todd Bowles yell at which one of them's worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the idiot. No, I'm the idiot. Then you get Todd Bowles with his somebody pooped face just. Florida State's back in the college football playoff. Well, the top four anyway. We'll uh, break it all down coming up next here on ESPN Asheville. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls studio. It is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. Sportsocracy is heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. You can also see us live on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, join us in the chat, get your thoughts in on the uh, college football playoff. We turn our attention to the college game because the uh, final college football playoff ranking of the regular season came out last night and Michigan's one or excuse me Georgia's one Michigan's two you got Washington at three and Florida State jumping back into the top four Oregon's at five Ohio State after the Michigan loss falls to six 
Lots of different ways that this could go down with championship games this weekend. Is there, though? Nah, I mean, there's anything's possible, right? There's there's mathematical paths to several things. Um, well, I mean, uh, uh, divine miracles are possible, too. They're just mm-hmm. not very likely. Right. Right. More than likely, I I feel like, um, obviously, winner of the Washington-Oregon game. They're in. They're in, no doubt. Um Georgia, Michigan, Florida State. I mean, it's not a given with Florida State. It's a given. Is it? Are you no doubt that much better than than Louisville? You would. I bet my no, okay. no, 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 no. You're you're not listening to what I'm saying. They could easily lose to Louisville. Yes. If you win, you're in. Oh no doubt. Do not give me. I saw ESPN last night as they were unveiling the the bracket, and they were doing all these hypotheticals. As soon as you hit Florida State wins, that should go to 99%. Mm-hmm. There's no path they leave them out. Absolutely zero. Yep. And you can give me, well, but what are they now? I don't care. I don't care if half the team opts out. They're still in. Because the resume has to matter or else why are we playing these games? Mm-hmm. And before you tell me, well, Alabama's better. Well, they might be. You couldn't possibly know that any more than I do. This is a team that just needed 431 to beat Auburn. So and calm down on the how great Texas and Alabama are, okay? You, you want to be in that argument? Don't lose a game. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Texas, you had your shot. You lost to the the, the, the ghost of Christmas past at, at Oklahoma. Alabama, you had your shot. You lost at home. Tough cookies. Mm-hmm. I don't really care what you are right now. Florida State wins, they're in. Michigan wins, they're in. Georgia wins, they're in. Winner of the Pac-12 title game wins, they're in. But if one of those things doesn't happen, that's where it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a narrative here that I I haven't heard anybody say this. I'm going to tell you right now, it's exactly how I think this would go. Okay. Let's just in theory, let's just in theory, let's say Georgia loses to Alabama in the SEC title game. And everybody else wins. Mm-hmm. What happens? Michigan wins, they're in. Florida yeah. State wins, they're in. Yeah. Pac-12 winner wins, they're in. Who's yeah. four? There is zero shot we agree on this. Wow. Would it be Texas? Would the SEC, for me, it's, uh, would for the me SEC it's not. get left out? For me, it's not. What do you think happens? It's Georgia. Regardless, I think of Georgia's not in. Regardless of what happens, wow. Okay, if you keep talking about the eye test, which is what they you you remember you remember when that first selection committee thing came out, and I told you they've painted themselves in a corner about resume. Mm-hmm. So let's just say in Atlanta, Georgia, they play well, but Alabama's really good too. And Alabama beats them. You're telling me you think Alabama's better than they are? Really? This team that just, I'm going to say it again, needed a fourth and 31 miraculous, absolute buffoonery defensive call to beat Auburn. Mm-hmm. You're putting them in over Georgia? But but, but wait, teacher, teacher, um, all year you have been telling me that the eye test tells you Georgia's better than everybody. Their resume was horrific. You still had them at two. Mm-hmm. This is the corner I was telling you you painted yourself into. this is exactly what I was trying to tell you. Because let's just, in theory, 
if Michigan loses, do they not get in? Michigan loses to Iowa. It's six to three or however in the world Iowa would beat them. <laughs> right. You're telling me you're going to let Texas in over Michigan? Really? You've had them one or two this entire time. They have the best win on the board. Yeah. And you're not going to let them in because they lost to Iowa. Really? It sounds crazy. To me, it sounds stupid. Yeah, I just... I, because I, if you're I telling know. me you think that Texas or Alabama are better than Georgia or Michigan, I'm going to literally tell you you need to have your damn head examined because you've lost your mind. Right. And so what does the season matter? And now, this is a really moot point because we're going to 12, team ne- 12 teams next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the next segment, we're going to talk about what that's going to look like. But essentially, this would... I, I mean... This could be the de facto playoff here, right? You got the Washington Oregon game, winner, and you're That's in. That's a play in. Yes. Georgia, Alabama, winner, you're in. I don't agree with that. Because it's, to me, Alabama beats Georgia, unless there is pure chaos, mm-hmm. there is only one solution. Neither of them go. Either Georgia goes or neither of them go. Because basically, with this conference championship thing, what you're telling me is that the only game that matters is the conference title game. That's dumb. That's dumb. Well, I mean, that it, it's a conference title game that, yeah, the conference championship matters, but you, you got there, right? And you win. So that matters, right? I'm not saying it doesn't matter. It, 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 in, terms of, in terms of what matters the most, what has this committee told you is number one with a bullet? We've had 36 teams make the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many of those have finished in the top four of strength of record? How many is that? 32. You've told me for many years that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Georgia's not going to fall out of the top four uh, losing that. Alabama's not going to get into it because Texas beat absolutely nobody, but they beat you. Florida State didn't beat anybody in large part. Their best wins, LSU. Mm-hmm. But this is what is what I've been trying to tell you this whole time is you painted yourself into this corner. You did this to yourself. You did this to you. I have zero sympathy for you, college football playoff committee, because I tried to warn you. Yeah. When you tell us all that the eye test is the end-all be-all, which is the only reason that Michigan and Georgia were one and two, neither one of them had the wins. Neither one of them did. Mm-hmm. But you had them one, two. Why? Justify it. Because you can't use last year. You've told us that 5,000 times, that last year means nothing. We don't project forward. We don't project backwards. Okay, then the only thing you've got is the eye test. Right. Well, the eye test tells me no matter what happens in Atlanta at 3.30 on Saturday, Georgia's a better team than Alabama. And unless they beat them by 50, it's going to be really hard for you to prove me wrong on that. I'm going to re-reference that 4th and 31 against Auburn because right. I know that there's going to be an Alabama fan, maybe everybody Chris Womack. Who knows? That comes at me and goes, well, if you win the SEC championship, that's got to matter. Why? Are you better than the Big Ten? Because if you say yes, I'm going to laugh at you until I probably pee in my pants on camera, and I really don't want to do that. No. Are you better than the Pac-12? No. No. Both of those conferences are deeper than you, and it's not even close. Your third best team is Ole Miss. Right. Or LSU, who couldn't stop the iHeart Asheville team. I, I... 
what do you want from me? But better than the ACC, and that will be because to me, Florida State is the is is the one. They're the one that everybody, or, or at least us, you know, the the I'm not saying in the committee room, but they're the one that everybody's going to pick on. Obviously, because of the Jordan Travis thing, he's not there anymore. I'm not saying they shouldn't make it. I'm just saying when the conversation comes up, that's going to be the target for everybody. But the who's on the the field doesn't matter. You're putting in the most deserving team. You have said that since we started this. I get it. The most deserving team would be an undefeated Florida State. They make it their end, period. Mm -hmm. There is no discussion in that. But if the eye test is that much... If the eye test weighs that much, then they should be able to. If they can, if they can just say, "Okay, screw it," Georgia's in regardless. You went undefeated say, in the Power Five it, Conference. Florida State's out of it. Regardless. You went undefeated in the Power Five Conference. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're going that much on eye test, there's been a couple years where you had a two loss SEC team that should have been in this. Yeah, I agree. But you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So were you lying then, or are you lying now? Because one <laughs> way or the other, just... there's going to be a huge inconsistency oh, yeah. in this. And we're all just victims of the moment, right? The, the, the college football playoff committee, uh, true or false, them screwing up the final, final four is the only way that this can go down, right? I mean, if there's chaos, just completely booting the final one before we go to 12, is the perfect way to end it. So how do they, just in theory, because you said that, how mm-hmm. do they boot this? Oh, I did. For me, there's only one answer. If you have massive chaos and you end up throwing Florida State out, uh, keeping Georgia in, uh, I don't know, throwing Alabama in there somehow, like I, there's a number of ways that I could see this going off the rails. Well, the, the argument against Florida State is they have the weakest strength of schedule of, of any of the teams up here. Right. So, I mean, if you want to hang your hat on that, as long as you don't bring up the, well, they don't have their quarterback, I don't care. Mm-hmm. This is based on deserving, not who's the best. Right. Because we've never done who's the best. We've done who is the most deserving. They win, they're in. Mm-hmm. The only way, to me, that you can completely boo-boo kitty this is if Ohio State finds a way in. Ohio State gets in this, you did it wrong, period. Because there's no path. Mm-hmm. There is zero path for me that Ohio State gets into this thing. Even if Michigan loses to Iowa, you wouldn't rank them behind Ohio State because they've got the head-to-head win. Correct. Okay. Georgia loses to Alabama. Same thing. They're too high at one. You wouldn't drop them to seven. You've told me they were better than Ohio State all year long. Mm -hmm. So they lose in a game that Ohio State didn't even get to, and you're going to tell me that that means that Ohio State's better than them? That is a cyclical logic that I don't even kind of understand. Right. Washington, Oregon is a play-in, mm-hmm. and then Florida State. I guess they don't look good against Louisville. Maybe would be the only argument there. Of it's just terrible. It's a thirteen to twelve game. If and they not. win, I don't care if they win this I game. Four I get it, but I'm but what I'm saying is I'm trying to think of the path for Ohio State to jump over Florida State. Well, they and, put them at six. I mean, the path is the path is insanely clear. Alabama beats Georgia. Mm-hmm. I will say it's Alabama beats Georgia, Florida State loses, Ohio State winds up in this thing. You mark my words. I don't know how they'll do it. I don't know who they'll cut out. Yeah. They'll find a way to get in because Ohio State shouldn't have been at six. Mm-hmm. If all of those things matter, the team that's – and that's where I've always kind of fallen short on the, well, we don't project forward. Well, you should because, see, this is where that kind of comes into play because what you just said 
is that these teams are better, or that Ohio State's better than Texas, Ohio State's better than Alabama. So how in the world is Texas going to pass them? Well, because they beat an Oklahoma State team that just that was just trailing to BYU 34-7? to That's the win that makes you go, well, yeah, I mean, Texas is the Big 12 champion. It's the worst conference in Power 5 football. It's not close. Right. Alabama beats Georgia, though. I, I mean, they would put them over Ohio State. Not in the playoff. But. I would think so. If Alabama were to beat Georgia, I think they would shoehorn them in, the, in there somehow. Oh, I'm sure they but, would. Not that they should, but they will. I, oh, I'm sure they would. They'd rank Alabama fourth and Georgia falls to five. Or That's something. the chaos theory for me. Yeah. That's the, if you're a big fan of chaos, here's what you should be rooting for. Uh, Michigan loses to Iowa. Texas wins. Florida State wins. I'll say Washington wins. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like the committee just wants to put Oregon in. The only reason that they can't do it is because Washington already beat them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you felt that way, but I felt this, that way this entire time. Is yeah. They think Oregon's better. They're just not putting them in because they have a loss. They've got the head In a head game head. that they had no reason to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Alabama beats Georgia. Because that's pure chaos. That's we all sit down at our television screens at noon on Saturday, on Sunday and just go, we'll see. Yeah. I have no clue what they're about to say. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, the Florida State, the Jordan-Travis thing, it, it matters to fans, but it shouldn't matter to the to the committee. And I don't think it will because we've done this before, mm-hmm. right? It's we've, never mattered before. We've done this with Ohio State. That's the one that comes to my mind, right? The Cardell Jones year. They lose their quarterback. Granted, Cardell had a hell of a run. What, he had the last two games of the season mm-hmm. and was amazing in the mm-hmm. Big Ten championship game, and then they went on to win a national championship. So, I mean, losing your quarterback, you can – We've been here before. You, we, this exactly, is not new. Exactly. That's the point. We, we've been here before. I just think everybody's going to have – you know, the fans are not going to be as pleased with it if you have a gross-looking Florida State team going into the college football playoff, and then there again you have, oh, well, it's it's the college football playoff as usual. We got three contenders and one that's just going to get matered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with you. Now, the thing I'm curious of is let's just, you know, let's look into the old crystal ball. What's What is next year going to look like? Cause I, you know, driving in this morning, I, I started started thinking about this, mm-hmm. and I've flip flopped on how I feel about the twelve team thing, and now I think I've got a definitive lean. It, it took a little soul searching, but I found it. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is CSPN Asheville. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 
Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. The Ingalls Giving Tree, benefiting Mana Food Bank, will be on display at the Asheville Mall as a reminder of the needs of so many families in western North Carolina. Drop off non-perishable items in the donation barrels at all Ingalls locations. Donate online or at the Ingalls Giving Tree at Asheville Mall so Mana Food Bank can reach everyone who needs help. Nothing can hold back the holiday spirit of giving in western North Carolina. Please help Ingalls Market, iHeartRadio Asheville, WLOS, and the Asheville Citizen Times ensure Mana Food Bank can fill thousands of empty plates this holiday season. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. So next year, we'll have a 12-team playoff for the college football championship. How different is it going to look? What should the format be? We've gone round and round about this. Should there be the seven five model? Should it be the six and six model? Well, the five and five's already been agreed to, so that's we're we're done there. What? Uh, I mean, it's five and seven. That's no doubt. That's where okay. it's going to be. Okay. Uh, that's part. That part's already decided, and it really only took this year for you to go. Well, the Pac twelve dies next year, so do we really want Liberty and Tulane in this thing? Because that's how that would go, <laughs> right? So at this point, or or next year, it will be one of the power one of the group of five. Yes, conference members. Right now, getting be, an automatic. Right bid. now, it would be Tulane. If Tulane were to lose to SMU, it would probably be Liberty. Which man, I'm glad we negotiated that in. Yeah, because I can't wait to watch the Liberty Flames get beat 742 to six <laughs> by Michigan. But they're an undefeated team. They need a bite at the apple, don't they? No. No. Yeah, there's only one fair in life, and it shows up in your town once a year, and it's got Ferris wheels and funnel cakes. <laughs> and I don't like that one either. Right. So. Right. So, what changes? What's the... What's... I will fight this to my dying day. Okay. After I've realized it, I will fight this forever. This upcoming week, has to go away. Championship weekend, bye. See ya. Do you realize how completely irrelevant this weekend will be next year? Let's just go game by game. Mm-hmm. The first one's Friday. You got Oregon, Washington. Who cares? They're both in. They're both in. Who cares? Well, one gets a bye, okay? And the other one gets to play, who's 10 right now? Penn State. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they're terrified, just quaking in their boots about having to play Penn State. And they get to play them at home. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Don't care. The winner of the conference is Washington. You two played head-to-head. End of message, repeat the line. Yep. Louisville, Florida State. Okay, I guess that has a little intrigue because if Louisville that. wins, they're in. If they if, if they win, they're in. If they lose, they're out. Right. But even if they win... 
you do realize that means Louisville would get a buy in this thing, right? So now, when you logistically look at this, it starts to become way more, oh, God, that's awful. So Florida State loses their quarterback. Now their whole year is irrelevant because they lost to Louisville in the in the ridiculous ACC championship game. Mm-hmm. So now Louisville gets a bye, and guess who they catch? I, I played this out. They get whoever lost that Pac-12 game. Or whoever wins. So whoever loses the Pac-12 title game doesn't get the bye. They would have to play in the first round, and then they play Louisville. I don't care about playing Louisville. You lost to Pittsburgh. You could have lost to Miami, and you just lost to Kentucky. Right. That team gets a home playoff game and a bye because you win a meaningless game in Charlotte that nobody cares about. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, Texas, same thing as the ACC. Texas in regardless. Oklahoma State gets in if they're in, and they would get a bye, which is disgusting. That's a team that was just down by 30 to BYU. It's always been this way, though, right? Not like this, no. I mean, because Oklahoma State could beat Texas by 943 points. They're not getting into a 14 playoff. No, that's true. It just doesn't matter. You've got three losses. You're irrelevant. Right. I guess I keep looking at, like, so, like, the bowl games. Right, the, the the bowl games the are big, now completely irrelevant. Oh, of course they are. But 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 what I'm saying is, New Year's Six games. We've we've done this for years, right? Somebody pulls an upset in a championship game, they get the automatic bid. But nobody cares. Nobody's cared since we've had a playoff. Have you seen the ratings for some of these games? Mm-hmm. They're god awful. No doubt. Notre Dame played Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl a few years ago. Nobody watched it. But will the conferences get rid of the championship games? I highly doubt it. It's another way to make money. Exactly. But here's here's what I will fight that you should do. Mm-hmm. Get rid of all these stupid bowl games. Get rid of all of them. None of them matter. Mm-hmm. None of them matter. If you, you either keep the ancillary bowl games, get rid of the championship games, or vice versa. I, I, I don't see any reason to keep them both. Oh, well, they make money. Do they? Do they really? I mean, watch through the bowl season. Of how many people show up yeah. to the, I keep using the cheese at bowl. How many people show up to the Pop-Tart Bowl? Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. The only reason the administration shows up is because they have to. My question would, my question has to be, if it didn't make money, would they still do it? And the reason that we have 40 If it was anybody but the NCAA, I'd say no. Maybe. I, and here's the thing I don't know. But the bowl games, you know, while they don't have the luster, right, for the for the average fan, we don't care who's playing in the Camellia Bowl. But that does mean something to those schools, and it means something to Mobile, Alabama, or wherever they play that game. It's going to matter for that local community. To the level, I don't know. But I imagine that... We're seeing more and more businesses step away from these bowl games, from doing the big sponsorships, because they're not getting the bang for the buck that they used to, right? The Outback Bowl doesn't get doesn't have the the ring that it did in nineteen ninety six whenever oh, it's your irrelevant. school was playing in it. It's completely irrelevant. Right. Those bowls used to mean something to some fan bases. And now it doesn't mean anything to anybody because more than likely, even if you end up in that bowl. Your players who are any good are going to sit out of it. They're not going to play in it. So I, I pulled up a, a an article from 24-7 Sports. Okay. Projecting all of the bowl matchups. 
You stop me when I get to one that's even kind of intriguing. Uh, West Virginia, Syracuse in the Armed Forces Bowl. UCF and USF in the Gasparilla Bowl. Ooh. Uh, let's see. Utah and Maryland in the Las Vegas Bowl. No, still didn't do anything no, for you. No. Let's, uh, uh, Duke and Kentucky in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yay. Yeah, and I know something. I die. I hate, <laughs> I hate knowing things. Um, oh, let's see. Kansas Northwestern in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Mm-mm. Keep going. No, you don't have to. If you want to stop now, you can. Virginia Tech and USC in the Sun Bowl. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, I keep doing this. Gross. They don't get better. No, no. Because you get all the way to the Holiday Bowl, which used to be like, okay, this is the first one where anybody cares. Do you know what it would be? Clemson and Oregon State. Yikes. They could play Actually, that. Actually, that could be interesting with DJ. If he plays, okay. Right? So I don't know. I mean, that's a story. That's at least a storyline that I pulled out of any of these games. Literally half of Clemson's roster will opt out. Mm-hmm. Oregon State doesn't have a coach. I mean, they do. It's their defensive coordinator who they just promoted. And, and you're telling me the reason you would watch this is well because DJ Ungalele gets to play where he started. Maybe every one of these guys transfers three times. Why do I care? The only thing Tyler Shuck is in the transfer portal right now for, I think, the 17th time. Is he really? Yeah. Seventh year. That's fun. Aren't we glad that we got here? Lots of people go to college for seven years. Yeah, they're called doctors. (laughs) (laughs) They're not mediocre quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. No, the ancillary bowls, absolutely, you could do away with them. Most of us wouldn't care. If it still makes money for you and you could still get Middle Tennessee State to show up for the Gasparilla Bowl, then congratulations, you go do that. Well, what got me thinking about this was uh, Joe Klatt mentioned this and and Gus Johnson during the broadcast of Michigan-Ohio State of this game's never going to be the same. And they're right. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. You'll never have another one that's a play-in to the, to the playoffs. No, it's a uh, home field. A winner of this game gets home field in the in the college football playoff because they're both going to be in every single year. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you have that scenario like Louisville and Florida State this year. Louisville loses, they're out. It's a, it's a, it's a win and you're in kind of thing on some level. Ohio Most State's cases, lost three regular season games to anybody not named Michigan in six years. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That still puts you in. Where we're sitting right now, three loss teams would get in. Mm-hmm. There's no intrigue to that. That rivalry just gets diminished because now I can't keep you out. That was why Michigan celebrated so much. It wasn't because, just because they beat Ohio State. It's because we ended your season. Yeah. You don't get into the Big Ten title game. You're now completely irrelevant to the playoff. Barring something goes just absolutely haywire. And so now I flip-flopped all the way back to, you know what? We did this wrong. It's too many teams. 12 <laughs> is too many. <laughs> Twelve's too many. We need to go back to eight. I, well, I, because I got here going, well, four's not enough because you're going to have a team that's left out that probably has a, a case. Not a four team. Ohio State has no case. Texas has no case. LH, or uh, Alabama has no case if everybody wins. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, you've always had a fifth team that you could go, well, they kind of got housed here. So I, I wish we'd gone to six or eight. I, I liked the premise of 12 for one season, and then I got to this point and went, oh, joy, Tulane and Alabama. 
I can't wait to not watch that. Yeah. Ole Miss and Texas. Woo! Not going to be a lot of defense played in that particular game. You know you'd watch every second of it. Well, that's because everything else on television is awful. <laughs> not because I would be excited about it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're in a sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. When we come back, we'll get weird. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. On the weird scale... There's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Uh, Jeremy, you like to tell stories about a certain female in your past that used to, you know, abuse your furniture. Tanya. Um, Old Tanya putting her cigarettes out on your couch. Um, That is Jeremy's way of just, you know, illustrating that there are people that will go to great lengths, right, to punish you or to get back at you if you if they think you've wronged them in some way. Her house had wheels, folks. That's convenient. Let's go. A Florida woman is now behind bars after, well, I believe she would have, you could have put her in some kind of Saint Hall of Fame if the only thing she did was put cigarettes out on this guy's couch. Sandra Jimenez is behind bars for aggravated battery after she attacked her boyfriend, um, and she says that, or at least the police say, she told them that she attacked him because he was looking at other women. Not that he had talked to another woman, not that he had, you know, made a pass at another woman, but he he was looking at another woman. She stabbed him in the eye with a needle. That had been used to vaccinate her dog against rabies. That story got weirder at every turn. It did. <laughs> it was just, there were a first lot of. Off, first off, stabbing a guy for just looking at somebody is uh, that's a lot. Stabbing him in the eye, that's a little aggressive. Okay, you used a needle that was used. Okay, now this is crazy, but now it was used on a dog. That went weird, comma, weirder, comma, weirdest. Just absolutely insane. Uh, she said, uh, or the guy said, he came into the house. She, They got into the argument. She jumped on him. He fell onto the couch, and then all of a sudden, he just felt a sharp pain in his eye. She stabbed him through the eyelid into the eye with the needle that I guess she had just given the rabies shot to the dog. Now, I, now I'd have great questions about, what does that mean? Does does that mean I have rabies now? Do I have to go through the treatment? That's Is not that, how that, that's I, not I don't how that know. You never know. That's never not, know. I'm afraid of vaccines. I don't that's like That's not how vaccines work. And after 2020, <laughs> I'm not shocked that you're that confused because 
general public seem to be as well. My story is about a, a young woman. Her name's Ashley Catcherside. And yes, that name is going to be greatly ironic here in just a minute. Catcherside. She lives in the great state of Texas. And she was employed by the uh, Godly Texas School District. Okay. Well, that was her day job. Apparently, she had a night job that didn't really link up uh, with her her daily activities because her her name was Lola, and she was a showgirl. She was a showgirl. Uh, her name was Lola Brea, and she had active listings on multiple escort sites. I was today years old when I learned that escorting is legal in the state of Texas hmm. as long as you charge for companionship and time and not for sexual things. Hmm. That feels like an accounting thing at, at, at most. That's a gray area. Well, I charge for the companionship. It's just fun. We just chalk that up to personal time. That's what you... We'll do on my own time what I want to. <laughs> what I charge for is completely irrelevant. Now, the, I told all of these things, and none of this is really all that ironic that a, a woman would work for a school system and at night she was you know, doing stuff until you find out what her job was in the school system. Would you, would you like to take a, a stab at it? Uh, nurse. Nope. Uh, was she the Christian curriculum leader? No. She was the director of the sex education department. Oh, well, I mean, that, you should have known that. Including uh, advising the, the school on what's a pre- appropriate grade level and method for human sexuality instruction within. Ms. Davis, did you go prom me? God, I just realized you look like Billy Bob's formerly fat little brother, and I'm never going to see that. Oh, yeah. That now here's my question: How did you not find this on a background check? Do you know how long it took me to find uh, Miss Lola on the interwebs? How long? And now I'm a I'm an interwebman, so I'm I'm pretty good at computer things. Mm-hmm. It took me roughly seven seconds because she has a YouTube page that uh, focuses on all of the services that she provides. Really? Yes. What would you want to link that account, please? Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, just looking at her Instagram, I'm going to go out on a limb and say she's done just fine in her life. Well, good for her. And I would wager her OnlyFans will be coming sometime by the end of the show, if I were a betting man. <laughs> she doesn't have one already. She needs one. Kelvin Joyner in the YouTube comments, that might be coming to the day. He said, well, at least she's qualified. She is an expert. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. you got lots of experience. Hey, it's better than the people that taught me sexual education, because I'm pretty sure that they wouldn't know, because they've never seen them do it. <laughs> I was going to say, that was, that was, that was one, of the, one of the reasons that uh, many kids were celibate, was because they had to learn from people who you didn't want to do that with. Listen here, Mr. Mackey, I don't believe you're the best person to instruct me on how to Mm-mm. do that. Mm-mm. You are probably a better person to instruct me on how to uh, defrag my computer, install a pocket protector, <laughs> play World of Warcraft. Right. I can keep doing this. I think I would rather have been stabbed in the eye with a rabies needle than to be taught sex ed by some of the people that uh, taught us 
in our classes. Oh, no doubt. See, that's that, that's a job that I would be perfectly equipped for, except for the fact that I don't like children. So that's a problem. It's a giant problem. I it, frankly, uh, if if I ever committed crimes, and and they wanted to punish me, forcing me to teach in a public high school, I'd rather have the needle. I genuinely, you know what? Do we still do the electric chair? I'll take that right now. <laughs> I was going to say, letting you teach sex ed in a high school would oh. be the perfect way to ensure that crimes are about to happen. Oh, no, I would do no crimes. However, <laughs> uh-huh. I need to finish that. I'm, I'm let you, you know what? This is one of those times, unlike Matt Reif, I'm going to let you tell your own joke. Ah, indeed. indeed. I just watched his stand-up special. Did you enjoy that? horror awful yeah he's not i mean genuinely and i love the guy Mm -hmm. i i knew i was gonna find a way to mention this because it rubbed me so wrong as a comedian that he was so upset that people had called him just a a crowd participation i'd kill to be able to interact with crowds like that i'm too stupid to do that i have 50 minutes of material i walk up there if you say anything there's a great possibility I'm going to go, hey, could you shut up? Because I remember everything on this piece of paper right here, mm-hmm. and it's real hard to look at. I can only take so many swigs of water without you know drowning or needing more. Right. But, whoo, you talk about just horrific writing jokes. I have never heard him do a, like a, 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 a solid joke where he's supposed to start the joke and end the joke, right? It's a full story. The only, the best things I've ever seen from him is when he's going back and forth on the off the cuff with and people in the hilarious. audience. And that's hilarious. It is great. That's hilarious. What what you did here, you weren't not do that because that is. Amy and I just looked at each other like, whoa. You, you remember the time you came to see me? I was doing mm-hmm. stand up. Yep. And there was somebody that 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 performed <laughs> in front of me mm-hmm. that was not great. No. No. It no. was that cringy. That's that's bad. Now I feel like I have to watch it, uh, which I shouldn't, but I'm gonna. Well, the only thing that I will tell you is if you can make it all the way to the end, he does some troll things where he uses things that people have said to him on the internet, and that reverts back to, hey, look, I am funny. Yeah. Just not this way. Yeah. Not not telling the real cringy joke that makes you go, oh, yeah, I need a bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is the Sportsocracy ESPN Asheville. And the the college football season ended, the regular season ended this uh, past week. We had lots of ups and downs throughout the season, but the most disappointing thing in college football this year. Jeremy, what's your number one? Hmm. The number one most disappointing. Mm-hmm. I'll go Texas A&M. Okay. From they're just awful, yeah. and they're always awful. Yeah, and they're always going to be awful. Mm-hmm. Money doesn't make you smart, and they ran into that problem. It doesn't matter how well you recruit. I'll guarantee you that team is going to get hemorrhaged in the transfer portal. Because I saw a story making this big deal about how many of these guys Mike Elko already knew. Mm-hmm. Well, if he already knows them, they have to be juniors. And I mean, I understand that the NCAA now guys can stay in college for, uh, I don't know, a decade, 
Right. But I mean, is he going to be able to put a team together that way? All these kids, these young kids, they had nothing to do with him. He's already gone to Duke. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to his whole, we're going to build the best program in America. And I went, hmm, I believe I've heard this. I think I heard Dennis Francione say that. Pretty confident I heard Jimbo Fisher say that. Kevin Sumlin said it a multitude of times. None of you ever succeeded. Yep. But Mike now Elko, you don't have Texas all to yourself. Yeah, Mike Elko, he may be different. He may be the one that's going to turn that all Look, around. Mike Elko's fine. Uh, but just it, it, I feel like Texas A&M should be on conversation probation until mm-hmm. they do something that makes them relevant, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know, make the playoff. Which means basically I just killed them. I would say play for a conference title first before you can even think about college football playoff then played for a conference title obviously since they've been in the sec and i think it was 1999 or 1998 before that that they played for a conference title they think they're elite they think they're ohio state elite they think they're alabama elite the problem is they're not even at the top of the second tier of the elite teams and programs in college football I would have to say my number one disappointment of the season has been Caleb Williams and how that has just gone awry, right? He was he was the god of college football coming in, a defending Heisman That's, Trophy winner, greatest prospect that. ever. I had that school, but not him. Really? I'm not going to lie. I never really saw – I mean, if you think back to all the times we talked about Caleb Williams leading up to this. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that I I never said I viewed him as a generational prospect? Yeah. I, I was always I really that. sure to say people view him that way. All the way back to Oklahoma, I didn't see that. I mean, I saw a good player that played in a gimmicky offense. So I, I don't know that I'm that disappointed in him. Plus, he's still going to be the first quarterback to come off the board. If mm-hmm. he's not, he will be a very close too. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have to bomb the combine. Because the public narrative is so high on him that if if you bypass him to take Drake May, Drake May better be a top five quarterback in this league. Because even if Caleb Williams crashes into the ocean, you're not going to get a pass on that. Mm-hmm. You're not. And, and if you want me to prove that, uh, one of the closest that I remember over the last handful of years that people were so divided on was Justin Fields. Do you know how often I have people tell me, I bet you wish the Jets drafted Justin Fields? No, I don't. Uh, we would be in a in the exact same position with a running back playing quarterback. No, I'm good. This one at least could throw occasionally. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while I can see him throw a dime. Now, usually it's to the other team, which that's unfortunate. Um, But, but he's, he's going to be a really tough eval. Yeah. The, the psych on him is going to be a, a, a big deal. The mental, all of those things. Mine would have been Lincoln Riley. Okay. Because I'm officially to the point of, we're done with this, right? Like we, we can stop playing this fun little game with him. Of, of If he's some elite coach, he's really not. I don't know. I mean, I still feel like he's a good coach. I still feel like, I, I mean, he's what? What, this is the first year? Or second year in in at USC, let's play a game. Give him some time, maybe. I don't know. Let's play a game. I have their schedule for next year in front of me. Now yes. I do not know what. Oh, I do know what order they're going to play these in. 
Uh, this is in order. They start the season with LSU. Mm-hmm. They're playing in that kickoff classic that Florida State played in this year. Scattered, smothered, covered, diced, chunked. Utah State, they'll be a win. You get a bye week. Then you play in the big house against Michigan. Good luck with that one. Wisconsin, Minnesota, that's winnable. Penn State at Maryland, Rutgers. Washington, Nebraska at UCLA, Notre Dame. That has seven and five written all over it if I've ever seen it. And it may be worse than that. Because mm-hmm. you're getting ready to go into a conference that plays defense real, real good. And you play defense real, real bad. Did you hear the story that they were really disappointed that Baylor didn't fire Dave Aranda? Really? Oh, shoot. That was who we were going to hire. He was not taking your job under any circumstances. Unless you paid him a bajillion dollars, there's no way he was taking your job. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. I get to go back into the Big Ten with a barren cupboard of defensive players. This will be fun. For what team? USC. Oh. They wanted to make him the D.C.? DC. They thought he was going to get fired at Baylor. And in my head, I was thinking, it doesn't make a lot more sense that he would go to one of those Big Ten schools that has, I don't know, Big Ten defensive talent? Yeah. Hey, I want another bite at the apples, so I'm going to go over here where everybody has failed. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, that's it's not a good idea. Oh, there's one we haven't mentioned that has been just a... <laughs> Deion Sanders in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And that was that was fun while it lasted, wasn't it? And people keep telling me, oh, he's gonna be just fine. Is he though? I want you to think about something that that I'm Sean Lewis, the offensive coordinator that was that was why I thought this was gonna work. I saw that he hired Sean Lewis, uh Charles Kelly, who was the DC at Florida State. I never liked him, but he was at least a, a known entity. Tim Brewster, who's one of the most one of the best recruiters in the country. Mm-hmm couple other guys and then there were like the pat Shermers and and um a few others that well they're smart guys they're not college guys but they're smart guys do you realize that none of those guys are gonna be on that staff next year they should tell you everything you need to know yeah sean lewis the new head coach at san diego state they didn't even mess around they just went come on you you come here because you let you made that that offense doing special things at one time then the fact you had no offensive lineman killed you also, check the uh, the the recruiting wire for how many of those high level recruits have already bailed on him. Was it eight? Uh, it was eight as of this morning. Yeah, both of your quarterbacks in the next two classes. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this is gonna happen. I'm just saying there's a rumor out there that it could happen. That Shadour and Travis Hunter have already been contacted by just a whole mess of schools. You're not gonna win at Colorado next year. You're not. I mean, if, if Dion cares about those two kids as much as he says he does, and, and I don't doubt that he does, let them go somewhere they can win. You're mm-hmm. so far away. You're so in over your skis. It is pitiful. Yeah. Yeah. It all- and nobody has the huevos to say that because you're Dion Sanders and everybody loves you. And, and you get some super kooky madukis that will come out and say that you're a whole mess of things if you come out against Dion Sanders. I got news for you. It's not going to work. Yeah. I've never been happier in my life that Florida State didn't do something than giving Deion Sanders that job. It all started You're not out a great, good right? Coach. It all started out great when he was 3 and 0. And and I want to draw a comparison and I want, and I will dare anybody that thinks I'm wrong to tell me where the discrepancy in this is. Josh Dobbs. As soon as I got tape on you, this was the 
easiest thing to stop on the planet. It's not because you didn't have talent. Shadour's still good. Travis Hunter's still good. You don't have any linemen. People figured out three weeks in the season, send six mm -hmm. constantly. Don't stop doing it. Send the house every play. And Shadour is not developed enough to not understand, to not turn his back to the line. He was getting killed. That's exactly what happened. And then he got hurt. Dion, I think he's a great guy. And I think he's a master marketer. He's not a good coach. And it's one thing to not be a good coach. You can be a good CEO. Mac Brown has made a living doing this. But you have to hire really well, and you have to defer to your coaches. He doesn't do that. He threw Sean Lewis under the bus. Syracuse would have killed to hire him. He wouldn't take their call, and it was because he wanted to stay on the West Coast. San Diego State, they didn't interview anybody else. They went to Sean Lewis and went, us, come here. You replaced Brady Hoke, we'll be good again. Just tell you everything you need to know. And any coach that has options is going to look at Dion and go, I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to deal with your bravado. I don't have to deal with you throwing me under the bus the first time something goes wrong. Tim Brewster's gone now. That's a Florida State guy. Tim Brewster's a guy that Deion Sanders, I believe, has known for 30 years. He's gone. Mm -hmm. It's the best recruiter in the country. Mm -hmm. It was fun while it lasted. I mean, the next year's going to be a big year, right? See how if he can reload in the offseason. I don't like his chances. I didn't believe in it to begin with. I didn't think he was going to come in here and set the Pac-12 on fire. He went 3-0, and and I kept saying, y'all need to just hold off on this. And what happened? The exact thing that I thought was going to happen. They get into conference play, and they got Clemsoned. Basketball, it, not football. They it, just got steamrolled. apart. Yeah. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Daily Draft is coming up next. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique brand items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop custom apparel shops. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingle Studio. Back of the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. Sportocracy heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. You can see us everywhere on the YouTube stream. Subscribe to the channel and uh, join us in the chat each and every day. Um, also, uh, Jeremy is uh, throwing the links out there in the YouTube chat for the new uh, Jets t-shirt that he created. Uh, uh, I'm just also taking recommendations of what team should I do next. 
just illustrating all of the pain that he has suffered over the years as a Jets fan. It's got the Jets logo on the front. It says pain. Underneath it, it says Jets going Jet. And on the back, it has the butt fumble and the fake spike and Rex Ryan's foot fetish and all the different, all the draft busts, uh, all of the things that have made me sad over the years. I will be doing a whole series of those with all the bad teams. But I need to know who to do next. Yes. Uh, Carolina, I'm looking – you're looking pretty swift. Yep. So I believe that that is probably the next one. Also, if you have a uh, a three- to five-word submission for what should be on your team's shirt, uh, submit that to us here in the Sportsocracy, and we'll see what we can do about putting that on the shirt. I mean, you know, Casey's kickoff out of bounds has got to be – Yep. Got to be – one of the big ones. I've got a lot of them for Carolina already. Yes. Uh, Washington, Cincinnati, Cleveland, uh, the Giants. They're, I was trying to think of all the ones that I've I've already got on the list. Just, you know, if if you're one of those that, that you like supporting the show, like pick up a shirt, shoot me a message, and I'll uh, jump yours in line. Uh, you're, I just want one with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that just says 30 for 30 on the back for James Winston. That's that's all I need. Uh yeah, yours has a lot oh, yeah. of stuff on it. Steve Young, Bo Jackson, we got a lot. I gotta find a uh, because we don't make these. We have somebody else that makes them for us. I gotta find somebody that's got that creamsicle colored shirt. Yeah, Doug Williams. The Jets was easy because everybody has a Kelly green and everybody's got a black, which is the and Heather and all the grays. Right. Everybody has that. Your colors are weird. Yeah, yeah. Todd Bowles. He is certainly a on. number one. Yeah, he's certainly. A number one on the list. Uh, it is the top of the third hour of the program. It's daily draft time. Today's daily draft. We're, well, since we've been talking in the first hour, at least, about all about coaches and who's going to you know, get fired and who can save their jobs and all of that, uh, let's talk candidates here. I got first pick, and there is one name that's hotter than any other in the NFL coaching circles right now, and that is our very own Ben Johnson the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, who is a graduate of A.C. Reynolds High School. And, yeah, I mean, this guy has been – he's been climbing the ladder in the NFL for for several teams for, for several years. And finally, he got his shot as the offensive coordinator with Detroit, and Detroit is very, very entertaining offensive team right now. Even with limited weapons. You well, talk a lot about Amonra St. Brown and Jared Garf's the quarterback, Amonra St. Brown and a bunch of dudes. And you got a pretty good running game and a great offensive line to work with. I get it. But he's getting a lot of credit right now. He was up for some jobs last year. In fact, even said no to the Carolina Panthers last year. And he's the one name that's on everybody's everybody's t- tip of everybody's tongue right now. He is a guy that... that, that is is going to get a lot of opportunities if that's what he wants he was my number one but i'm not sure that i would have taken him number one i'm not a hundred percent dead set that he's going to take a job really it started last year of i've got things to do and i'm not done here and look ben's a comfortable guy I mean, he was with the Dolphins for, what, 10 years? Something like that. Through multiple coaching staffs. He's not somebody that's just going to jump because somebody calls and says, hey, you want our job? 
and I'm looking at some of the, there's one specifically. Uh, I think if Washington called, he would have to listen because they have so many weapons that could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But some of these others, I, I'm not sold like new England, Carolina. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the others off the top of my head. I think he, Jim Harbaugh, I believe, is the number one call in, in L.A. Mm-hmm. But if not. Chicago. Like, I'm, I'm not taking any of those. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a job. Somebody asked me, I think, it was, uh, I think it was Mark that asked me this this morning, was if the Panthers called Ben, is he no answering shot. the phone? And he'll answer the phone, but he's not going oh. to agree to it. He's I'll not- take the interview, <laughs> but I'm not taking your job. Right, exactly. Like, I told you no last year, and there's nothing that you've done to prove to me that this has gotten better in a year. So, no, I'm not taking your job. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 you know, there's that whole thing and people want to look at, oh, he's the hometown kid. Maybe he comes back to save the franchise. Uh, no, no, sorry. That's a move that I reserve for when I'm established in this league. My first job is not going to be the biggest dumpster fire in the, in the NFL, which is exactly what the Carolina Panthers are right now with the worst owner in the league. David Tepper has now sunk to that level for me so i'm not taking that job but ben should definitely take a job i think in this cycle and if jim harbaugh tells la no i think that's the one that he would take who knows what else comes open i i would tend to agree but since you took ben johnson i'll take the other very super unbelievably obvious one and it's jim harbaugh yep uh i i wouldn't really care who the team was I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Carolina making a run at him. I don't think that's what 60-something-year-old Jim Harbaugh is going to want to do. I also will say that former NFL quarterbacks that maybe take a pause on that. You just had one of those. Didn't go so hot. Um, I see Harbaugh with, with one of three teams. The Chargers are number one with a bullet. Yep. He played in Chicago, and I've always heard that he had a real fondness for Midwestern grinded-out football. I could see if he got personnel control, Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then the dark horse is New England. Ownership group is way too good. I had not thought about that. Ownership group's way too good. Mm-hmm. That's the one that I think he would be patient with that he has no actual tie to. But look, I mean, people forget he was a really good coach in the NFL. I mean, he went to a Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick as his quarterback. Mm-hmm. The the undoing was him and Trent Baalke. They could not get along. And I think that's going to be a caveat of anywhere he goes, of I'm going to have personnel control. If you have to have somebody in that GM role, it's going to be somebody I pick. And not every team's going to agree to that. Yeah, I think Chicago would. Not sure the Chargers wouldn't. Yeah. Just depends on who it is. Yeah. I think any – team will be willing to give him whatever he wants to walk through that door that's that's the only way i could see him ending up at a job like chicago or like carolina because he doesn't want to do that he doesn't want to go to a place like he went with you know when he got to michigan remember the climb to getting to to being relevant again in the big 10 with michigan i mean they won what seven eight games first couple of years but it was a rough road. Do you think he wants to do that in the NFL? No, he wants to come in and compete immediately. 
So he's not leaving for any job that he doesn't get all of the power if it's a bad place. Now, I have to make another pick. Mm -hmm. And this might seem a little weird because this guy doesn't even call plays. But from things I've been told around the league, he's not just going to get a job. He's going to have a pretty good choice of jobs around the league. It's Frank Smith, offensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins. Okay. He is real young. He is real smart. And I'm almost to the point of I would never hire a defensive coach. Ever. I've got a couple on my list if this doesn't go exactly my way. I think you will take one of them. Mm-hmm. You might take two of them. There's only a handful even on the list. So, I mean, I'm going to take my crack at the young. I mean, he's in his early 40s. He's just 42. a little. Is he, he's 42? Yeah. He's just a little older than Mike McDaniel. And he's been in that system. He's very creative. More of that scheme is coming from him than people think. And, I mean, I don't definitively know that. It's just been said by people around the Dolphins. And I think he will be a tremendous head coach. The only thing that makes me nervous is I don't know what those staves are going to look like. I mean, you got to understand, that Kyle Shanahan tree has been splintered off so far Mm -hmm. that it's hard for some of these guys to hire a staff. Now, some of them may come available if if Robert Sala gets let go by the Jets. I don't think that's going to happen. But if it does... Then you got some more veteran guys there, but you could be in the same boat as, as Houston where everybody's first time. But that's working out just fine. Right. Right. So depending on the job, I think Frank Smith will be a home run hire for somebody. Okay. All right. Um I guess I'll go back to the well here and go with another Detroit coach, Aaron Glenn. Oh, that's funny. That's you took one that wasn't even on my list. Really? I, what? I what? love Aaron Glenn. I love him so much. But man, that defense has regressed. Man, that defense has regressed. Is and it, it and the thing that bothers me is it's regressed in what is his specialty. He is a secondary guy. That's the thing that they have struggled with so much over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Look, I think he's a great coach. And obviously he's a jack guy. I, I actually know him. I love him to death. I don't think that's who I'm hiring. If I'm if I'm dipping into the defensive coordinator well, I don't think that's who I'm hiring. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that staff's going to look like. I don't think you're going to get a mass exodus from Dan Campbell. And I, I have that problem with Ben Johnson as well. I don't think you're going to get a lot of people that are jumping on board, even if they're getting a step up. Unless they're the coordinators, I think you're really going to struggle to get position coaches because nobody wants to leave. Yeah, They're looking at that division going, we could win this for the next eight years mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. So I can pick my shot. And I just feel like Aaron's probably going to get the job where Ben and and uh, Frank Smith and Harbaugh and all the other offensive guys have said no. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that's going to work. I think he's, like I said, I think he's a great coach. But I didn't have him very high on my list. He was one of the defensive coordinators I had. Yeah. Um, I just... It gets to the point here where I'm I, I'm kind of with coaches like I am, or coaching candidates anyway, like I am with Hall of Famers, right? Oh, I don't want to talk about the Hall of Famers. At some point. After that stupid semifinalist list came out and all of the Jets were off of it. Oh. oh all of them. I didn't pay attention. Nick Mangold didn't even make it to the final 15. That's, Stop. That's wrong. Or final 20, 25. 25. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, that's rough. I didn't even notice that, obviously. 
I mean, Brandon Marshall, I can get over. There are a billion receivers in line. But Nick Mangum, oh, come on. <laughs> he should have been on Like there. Kevin Wyatt made it in. I know it took forever, but he didn't even make it to the final 25. Stop. And I'm not just saying that because we look alike. He'll make it there at some point, though. I'm not so sure. Yeah, he'll eventually get there. Uh, but I'm getting with the coaches like I am with the Hall of Fame. Like, eventually, the guys that have been on this backlog are going to get the jobs. I, I, you know, we always talk about offensive coordinators, right? You should take an offensive guy because it's an offensive league. But now you've got a, such a glut of DCs that have been waiting their turn that maybe it's time. Maybe it's time for them to start getting hired. You and I are seeing this so differently. Really? Two of the guys on my list weren't in the league three years ago. I don't have a lot of the been a dc for th- three four five years really i don't have i've got one hmm. and well, I, have I, a, I have a funny feeling who you're gonna take next well i got another one uh lou anarumo i could be wrong cincinnati Maybe it's not who you're gonna take next <laughs> cincinnati Bengals defensive coordinator he's been hot on the uh the interview market probably not as hot as we thought he was gonna be last time around but that's another guy Feel like he's going to get his shot eventually, and yeah, if I'm if I need a coach, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him. Especially if the hot ones aren't going to tell are going to tell me no. Well, and I guess that's I guess that's my point is that he's the second call, and and look, mm-hmm. I've I've stumped for him to get a job for a couple of years now. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Really? Okay. All right. Um, we'll take a quick break. Before we come back to you for your next selections here in uh, today's daily draft, who is on the uh, short list here? Who would you be hiring Who of the uh, candidates for the next coaching cycle in the NFL? We'll be right back. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. It is ESPN Asheville. We are back live in the Ingalls studio. Sportsocracy daily draft. NFL coaching candidates. If you were needing to hire a coach, who would be on your short list? Uh, I took Ben Johnson first because he is the hottest name in the NFL right now as far as coaching circles go. Well, I mean, unless you're, you know, you're throwing out the, uh, we're going to throw the, 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 the bag at uh, Jim Harbaugh, see if we can get him away from Michigan. That was Jeremy's first pick. Then Jeremy goes with Frank Smith, the offensive coordinator from the Miami Dolphins. And I followed that up with a couple of DCs. 
who've been waiting around for their shot, Aaron Glenn and uh, Lou Anarumo. Uh, and it shouldn't be surprising that my next pick, also an offensive guy. Yep. Houston Texans offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick. Wow, that's early, isn't it? You better get in now because yeah. you're not going to get a shot at it. I guess. This is how young guys work. Mike McDaniel was a coordinator for how long? There you go. I mean, when you're looking at because this is what everybody in the league is looking for is the young, non retrain like Nathaniel Hackett. Mm-hmm. That's where I got duped on that one. Is that he's an older guy. And he's been around the league. He's had some chances, but it's constant churn. When somebody comes in and they have the ability to call plays, which you can think whatever you think of the Houston Texans, I don't really care. And you can think of Bryce Young or uh, uh, C.J. Stroud, what you want to think. I heard Dan Patrick talk about this earlier that, well, the Panthers would be way better with C.J. Stroud. A, no, they wouldn't. B, you might be right in terms of Bryce would be better than he is, and C.J. would probably be better than Bryce currently is. But I don't think it'd be by a ton. Mm-hmm. But I do credit Bobby Sloak with a lot of that. Being able to use these offensive weapons, it is if you're a fantasy football person, it is maddening to watch how he uses his wide receivers. But it's because he gets the best out of all of them. They're all useful, including Robert Woods, who's not all that quick at this point. Mm-hmm. Now he's another one. What he spent a year under McVay, and then now he's first year under D'Amico. That is that how that works? Sounds right. I, I know this is his first year under. This is first year as an OC. Um. He was with McVeigh back when they were in Washington. They were in San Francisco. He was in San Francisco. Oh, okay. All right. He was a pa- he was the passing game coordinator for San Francisco. Gotcha. Okay. But I mean, he's a bright guy, young guy, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. that's exactly what I'm looking for. Okay. And then now I think I have to break my own rule because you've allowed this guy to fall too far. You started talking about taking defensive coordinators. I thought for sure. You were talking about Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I would have hired him over every single one of those defensive coordinators that you've said so far. Really? No doubt. Wouldn't think about it for a second. More Naren Glenn, more than Anarumo, because why? Again, young guy. Um, he's not been around that long. I mean, he was at Michigan with, with Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just think he's got a an air about him that when he – I see him on the sideline, the way he interacts with players and, and some of the things I hear him say, and, and he's got a very coach mentality to him. And I love what he's done with Kyle Hamilton. I love what he's done with that defense. I mean, everybody talks about how good it is. Look, they've had a lot of these guys for many years. Justin Matabuike, never been better than the two years under Mike McDonald. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's ironic. I really don't. Look, I like Wink Martindale, but – I don't like him like I like uh, Mike McDonald. Mm-hmm. Uh, back satisfied Browns fan says, none of these guys could hold Jim Schwartz jockstrap. As a defensive coordinator, I agree with you. As a head coach, I read that book. He Did not it. like how it ended. Nope. Uh, not doing it again. Not doing it again. Uh, that's why you won't find Dan Quinn on my list. Um, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. Hmm. I feel like he's had his shot hmm. at being a head coach. Hmm. What? Just pick your players. <laughs> Change my list a little bit. You talk for a minute. I got things to fix over yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go. Uh, let's see. Oh, 
This should this, this this should be fun. How about Antonio Pierce? Because honestly, I I think he may end up getting this job anyway. If I was the, the Raiders, I would hire him. I would not hire Vegas him for, anywhere else. Really? No. Why not? Has he not Do shown I really that he can be a leader that? of men? Does he? I mean, so the same guy that almost single handedly took down the Arizona Arizona State program. That's that's the guy you want in charge of. That's college, and I don't care. Oh, I do. Why? Oh, he was okay. So he was bending the NCAA rules. I don't. No, care. no, no, no. This wasn't bending the. Jim NCAA Arbaugh rules. was doing the same thing. This was going double birds, stone cold Steve Austin style. Yeah, and that's his mentality with the Raiders. Okay, you've done that for forty five years. That kind of plays into who you are. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's going into Washington and doing that? No. Do you think he's going into New England or any of these other jobs? We could have done this until this time tomorrow. I don't know that I would have and ever you gotten Antonio Pierce. Really? Which is ironic because he would be my choice for the Raiders. Which is part of the reason why I took him here, because there's a good chance that he's gonna get that job anyway. And hey, I already got one. <laughs> <laughs> uh and i'll i'll go gerard mayo on the next one screw it i'll go all defensive guys oh, wow wow that's uh you don't like him that's, either that's that's four defensive coordinators mm-hmm. that's that's a lot yeah it's like going on a scavenger hunt and you're looking under like park benches uh nah, i don't think they work that hard this is going to be much more obvious than that. No, you don't have to go down that manhole cover. <laughs> they didn't hide clues in the sewer. Uh-huh. I, I'm out on defense in large part. There is there is one exception. I, all right, so with Gerard Mayo, what's the staff going to look like? Am I going to get Josh McDaniels as my offensive coordinator? I I'm a pass. I hope not. Am I going to get a bunch of Bill Belichick retreads? Is that? No, I'm good. And I'm sure he's a uh, he's a great guy from everything I've ever heard. He's a very mm-hmm. smart guy, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm good. I, I'm I'm good. There's nothing attached to him offensively that makes me go that'll win in this league. If I'm going to do that, I'd just go hire Bill. If I want the Patriot way, which I don't under any circumstances, right? I mean, if you think that's the only thing that he brings to the table, is the Patriot way. I mean, I get that's what he's been brought up in, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's the only thing he can do. No, but that's where that's where all of his ties come from. This, this has always been my problem with hiring anybody that comes off the Bill Belichick tree. You're getting the guys that Bill wouldn't promote to coordinator on, on that staff. That's why they've all failed. Because they've all, in large part, been idiots. Go back and watch some of that Matt Patricia Detroit Lion football. Mm-hmm. I promise you, you'll figure out what it is. I'm saying about Gerard Mayo. And I think Gerard Mayo's a better coach. But you're not going to be able to get over what I just said. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll happily take Dan Quinn. Because you said, oh, he got, his, he got his bite at it. You're right. And he went to a Super Bowl. <laughs> he hired Kyle Shanahan as his OC. Mm-hmm. I would hire Dan Quinn in a heartbeat. Good luck. Because I love what his staff could look like. Mm -hmm. Just think about all the guys he's worked with. That's where I – that's the other part of Mike McDonald. Mike McDonald, that Baltimore staff is so damn good that there's no telling what 
receivers coach he would bring with him to be the offensive coordinator. And who knows, I might end up with the next Bobby Slowick as my OC. I'm good with that. I'm terrified that teams that offensively can't do squat. That's kind of what bothers me about Aaron Glenn, too, is all the offensive guys, even if they'll leave, they're going with Ben. So you take uh, Dan Quinn and hope he brings, what, Kellen Moore with him? After I don't necessarily after his time's think up in LA, I don't think that's how that would go. But there are some there are some pretty bright guys that have been on those two staffs that he's going to bring somebody. Yeah, or he could start pilfering leaves off the the Shanahan uh, totem pole that just haven't gotten to the top yet. Mm-hmm. Did hire him in the first place, so I mean they had a they had at least a decent relationship. So there's no telling how many of those guys were CAs or, or quality control guys or. Yeah, I'm dumbfounded that Dan Quinn hasn't gotten a job yet. I'm not. I'm dumbfounded. And he will this year if that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. I think he would have had the Denver job if he'd have said yes, but he wouldn't He wouldn't do that. Oh, I got one pick left here. There's a couple guys I'm thinking about. I, I'm, I'm not going to say his name just on the off chance that you don't. Uh, I'll go Todd Monken. Oh, okay. He has head coaching experience. And I, I think he's a bright dude. What he's done with that Baltimore offense is is pretty special. He is a very bright guy, and I'll, his his offensive schemes have seemed to work pretty much everywhere he's been. Uh, when he was in Tampa, that offense was working. Uh, obviously, with Georgia, he won two national championships, and now he could be on the path to winning the Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens. So yeah, I mean, he's going to be in line. That's a good pick. Uh, I don't think this guy's going to be your pick, so I can answer this question out of the YouTube chat before you say you're a guy. Okay. Uh, Kelvin Joyner asked, any truth behind the David Shaw rumors? It will always be out there. I don't think it's going to happen. I will tell you this, though. I've heard two names with the Duke job to replace Mike Elko. Uh, David Shaw's one. Mm -hmm. Jason Garrett's the other. Oh, okay. He almost got it when Elko got it. Right. And I, I have a funny feeling. I'll take those two. You can have the field to be the next head coach at Duke. Fair enough. Uh, I guess my UDFA here, I'll go Brian Johnson. I mean, I know this year hasn't gone all that well for him, but he's a hot name. He's been a hot name. And they win the, They win it all. He's going to get a call. Somebody's He'll get calls, but he is such a weird play caller. Mm-hmm. I, you said early on Bobby Slowick. That's early on Brian Johnson to me. He needs to stay in Philadelphia, and I'm not sure that's not why they did, why they promoted him. Yeah, of you do not need to touch a head coaching job for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and when you lose both coordinators, that has to play in. Yeah, well, you're not going to leap at the first job that calls because he'll be a candidate forever. Mm-hmm. And if I'm uh, Nick Sirianni, I want to keep that staff together as long as I can. He's just been maddening. In the way he he calls plays and <laughs> you're good. good you're good I'm good I I, I like the guy a, a great deal right not that much right uh, you're in the sportsocracy CSPN Asheville ninety two point nine FM eight eighty AM and fourteen hundred uh, back satisfied Browns fan said neither one of you picked Eric B enemy you're right oh because I've watched him actively try to get Sam Darnold killed for about eleven weeks <laughs> and frankly I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm. I, I'm. No, that was an error on my part. I should have picked him and, uh, over Antonio Pierce. Yes, probably. <laughs> yeah, That's, I will give you that. 
as soon as he took Antonio Pierce. Uh, and Kelvin Joyner asked Brian Flores, I, I'm not there. Mm-mm. He's so reckless as a, as a blitzer. And I mean, I get why you're doing it. And he's done a good job covering up massive defensive deficiencies. But I, I also go back to you sued the NFL. And if I'm an owner, I'm good. I don't want to deal with that. Because now I have to be guarded with everything right. I say to you. Right. Now and what, now what what was said to him, I'm not going to say that it was good. I'm just saying that's going to be in the back of my head of, okay, let's say four years down the road, this doesn't go well. What are you going to do, run to the media and tell them? Are you going to sue me? Right. I, anytime the word lawsuit comes in, you are completely off my board. You just are. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm not going to go into too much detail on this. I had a right hand at one of my previous employment destinations. As soon as I came in, I did a background on them, sued the previous employer. Guess what I did? Transferred them the hell away from me. Right. Because I say wordy dirds all the time. And I went, no, no. (laughs) No, sir. You can go work with Bill. Bill is vanilla. I am not. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The most important message of the day is next. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. The Ingalls Giving Tree, benefiting Mana Food Bank, will be on display at the Asheville Mall as a reminder of the needs of so many families in Western North Carolina. Drop off non-perishable items in the donation barrels at all Ingalls locations, donate online, or at the Ingalls Giving Tree at Asheville Mall so Mana Food Bank can reach everyone who needs help. Nothing can hold back the holiday spirit of giving in Western North Carolina. Please help Ingalls Markets, iHeartRadio Asheville, WLOS, and the Asheville Citizen Times ensure Mana Food Bank can fill thousands of empty plates this holiday season. It is the sportsocracy, and it's time for the most important message of the day, Jeremy Green. Don't do crimes! <laughs> and uh, this kind of ties into yesterday's crime story just a little bit. Um, if somebody else is putting things in her keister, I'm yeah, leaving. Yeah. Um, and, well, and you tell Mark Sterling that story because he came in and started asking me logistical questions that I don't... <laughs> I'm not sure I understand why I was asked that. Just to be fair, I did not. He brought the story up to me, and I finished the story for him, and he went, okay, you've heard that one. I was like, yep, told that one on the show yesterday. So you can tune in tomorrow morning on 570 WWNC, and maybe he'll tell this story. Um, Because (laughs) there's another suspect who was caught with stuff that he wasn't supposed to have, and guess what? It happened in Florida. So, corrections on this guy's uh, 46-year-old Caleb Phillips. He was being booked. He was arrested on a warrant, charging him with failure to appear in court in connection with a pending 2022 DUI case. So, he had what, turned himself in, right? He's being booked. He's being processed. He walks over to get undressed, to take on the, uh, or to put on the, the, the orange jumpsuit and a pill bottle fell from 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 his region and they went well, what was that 
I don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing. So here's what happened. I was asleep, right? And somebody must have put those in my underwear. It's the only explanation I can think of, officer, is that while I was sleeping, somebody slipped a pill bottle into my underwear, and there's no way I could have known it until I was just undressing in front of you. This right is here. why you got to be able to think on your feet, because his answer should have been, I just came back from a hunting trip on, in West Virginia, and that's a mating call. Bingo. Bingo. Should have been, right? Uh, and uh, the officer said, oh, well, uh, okay. If it's not yours, I wonder what could be inside. And the guy replied, it's probably some Advil or something. So he opened it up. What was inside? It was meth. But meth disguised as Advil. Oh, so you did know. So you did know. And there how do again, you, disguise you we me- How do you disguise meth as Advil? So you had the meth. Apparently it was in like a little, I- I'm guessing it might have been like in an, in an Advil blister pack or something that he had it, you know, just in case he got, he got searched, right? You'd find the pill bottle and go, oh, this is Advil. We'll just toss that away. We're it's nothing to worry about. No, it's meth. In the undies. It's never going to work, guys. Brilliant. Never going to work. My story is from the state of California, who shocked people are doing crimes in California. It's about 38-year-old Angel Rachine Bolton. That is that is an interesting middle name. Uh, she drives a, a, a silver Kia Rio LX. She's driving down the road, just living her life. When a Benicia... City police officer okay. noticed something a little off about that license plate. It just doesn't it doesn't something about it doesn't look right. So he pulls her over. When he pulls her over, he gets closer to the back of the car and realizes that the license plate is a piece of printer paper that's been <laughs> duct taped on the back of the car. That's not the funny part. So you see the duct tape on this. Uh, and and it has a made up fictitious uh, tag number six NV J eight one seven. Then you look at the registration, where, which she had also drawn on with a black magic marker. Mm-hmm. It was out of date. It it's for January twenty twenty three. It's November twenty twenty three. Dum dum. So when they posted this on their their social medias, they said, we know we are not superheroes, but just an FYI, this is not a way to get one over on us. Pro tip, at least make the registration current. (laughs) Now, that caused me to immediately ask one very basic question. Because there's only two scenarios here. Either Miss Bolton is such a dum-dum that she didn't know what year it was. That's A. I find that to be far less likely than that she got away with this for so long that the registration on her fictitious printer paper license plate went up. Oh, so she'd been getting away with yeah, it for I, a year? It, what makes more no, sense? that thing would have been still there a year later. There's no way. Even in California, where it doesn't rain much, you, that thing would have vaporized. Uh, depends, right? It depends. I, I mean, if you it, if you're if you park in a deck, or or you've got a structure where you live, you don't drive very far. I mean, just looking at the license plate, it looks oh, it's laminated. 
Uh, I didn't notice that until you said it, but okay. there's I can it looked weird before. I couldn't figure out why. Yeah, it's laminated. You can see the laminate paper around it. Then yeah, she's probably getting been getting away with this for two years. That's she did kinda it where, last that's year. kind of where my brain was at is that she did this in January of 2022 and went, I'm good, and then just didn't think about it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I speaking from personal experience, you can go a long time without anybody ever figuring out that your plate's dead. Hell, Chad Nesbitt's been doing it for about five years. I couldn't resist. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Good for you. <laughs> I couldn't resist. <sighs> that made me feel good, and I didn't even tell the joke. Yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, she's been getting away with this for a long time. I don't think this is a new one, and she screwed up. Well, I mean, she obviously screwed up because she did crimes. And-, uh, and she was arrested for driving with a fictitious tag. No driver's license. No insurance. No, basically all of the things that you need to drive a car, sans the tires and the vehicle itself mm-hmm. she didn't have any of it taking her driving lessons from tammy lynn sitch apparently oh yikes that was a bad case sonny former wwe diva yeah when Ooh, that, when that girl from your high school a long time yeah when that girl from your high school that wouldn't give you the time of day in a watch up in high school calls and says i'm ready to make it work just look at the uh before and after <laughs> of miss stitch <laughs> sitch oh is it, i thought it was stitch stitch sitch i thought it was stitch yeah 17 years no tammy don't killed do a guy don't do <laughs> crimes right uh you're in the sportsocracy espn Asheville this weekend college football championship games right conference championship games they're going to uh they're going to play a big role one way or the other we're getting at least one spot decided by a game this weekend right the washington oregon game that's winner goes win, winners in loser goes home yes is there enough chaos is there a scenario where they both can get in is it like the game like if it was like the game that they had earlier this season where it's last possession is there a path to both oregon and washington being ranked in the top four next week uh, there is. Well, I guess on Sunday. They would have to root for Florida State to lose. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's rooting for that. I think they would have to root for Michigan to lose. I think. That may not be as important. And they would have to root for Georgia to lose. Mm-hmm. Because if it's super close again, I struggle to believe that you would put Alabama in ahead of them. Now, yeah. you get the West Coast biased. I know somebody's going to say that in very short order but you got two teams that have been this good washington was undefeated if they lose their only loss will be to oregon Mm -hmm. who they had already beaten i I just struggle to see how that's going to be worse than losing to texas yeah now alabama will have a better win because they beat georgia i i i I mean there's a path to anything Mm mm-hmm it's hard. It to get would there. have to be last second field goal. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. It and would, and Oregon would have to beat Washington. It would have to be a barn burner, and you're right. Yes, Oregon would have to beat Washington for that to to even have a possibility. I would say it's more likely if if any conference got two, I would say it's more likely that Alabama and Georgia would make it if Alabama beat them. I agree. They shouldn't. I'll, I'm going to say that for the 
second or third time. They shouldn't. But if the SEC bias is real. The SEC bias is no doubt real. Exactly. And if it's as big as as, as everybody wants to say it is, then, yeah, I, I, I could fully see a path oh, God, where if that were championship games don't go the way that you want them to and everybody loses and Georgia and Alabama go down to the wire, you can get both of them in. What would that require, though? I mean, it would require the same basic thing. No, I don't, it would require I don't know that I agree a shootouty, close field goal game. Michigan wins. Florida State wins. Alabama narrowly beats Georgia. Texas loses to Oklahoma State. Alabama and Georgia are in. Mm. Now the question is, how do you seed them? And I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> That's where the fun chaos comes. Is if anything doesn't go the way it's supposed to. How you seed these teams is going to be an absolute disaster. Because, all right, let's say they're taking the Jordan Travis thing into account. Yep. Which they claim they're not. They claim it's the resume, the body of work, uh, and the team on the whole. Yes. Do you? It, it, where does Florida State fall in that? I mean, did, does Georgia stay ahead of them and then Alabama passes them and you've got Florida State, Michigan? No. Because I struggle to believe that you're going to get Florida State in anything but the game with the one. No matter what happens. Whoever the other three are, they're going to be ahead of Florida State. Right. Because they're going to use them as a sacrificial lamb to whoever their thought of the number one team is. Uh, Which, Colin Green said that they want to see an Alabama-Texas rematch. Um, let me. I'm going to say this as nicely as I can. For that to happen, there would have to be chaos unlike anything we have detailed to this point and maybe an abduction by space aliens <laughs> i i think both of those things would have to happen yeah and look if we're being really honest here if you give the committee any reason to put georgia alabama michigan and uh oregon in that's what they want to do mm-hmm. the teams they don't want to see are florida state they don't want to see washington They could probably deal with Texas, but I don't think they really want Texas either. They'd rather have Ohio State than Texas. Uh, why not Washington? Because of the brand? The uh, brand isn't not as big. strong enough. The last time they got here, they got the absolute sin beat out of them. Yeah. It's not going to rate as well. Oregon is more of a brand than Washington. No I doubt. mean, you, look, I'm not saying anything untoward here. When the, when the Big Ten came calling and they went after USC first, USC basically did the, well, mom said I had to bring my little brother with me. And that's how UCLA got there. Right. They did the same thing with Oregon. Of ah, we got like they got to come with us because we're going to gut the conference, and there is nobody else out here. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else was just left to die on the well, Washington was the tag along in that yes. scenario. Got you. Okay. Yeah, Washington uh, and, and UCLA are really lucky that they have very famous brothers. Mm-hmm. And it makes absolute sense, no doubt. And Washington and Oregon, the reason that they kind of teamed up together is because they're in-state rivals. They don't have that. Mm-hmm. Oregon State doesn't have that kind of budget. Yep. Washington State doesn't have that kind of budget. Uh, Pennywise asked uh, if Alabama beats Georgia. Georgia still get in? There's a path. There is a path. There's a path. I think it would need. I think a lot would need to happen. I agree. He said it happened two years ago. There's two things you got to understand about two years ago. A, the SEC was way better than it is right now Mm -hmm. b you didn't have nearly as many undefeated teams and we were already positioned that way Mm -hmm. 
this is the problem. You know, Jeremy, you've said painted yourself into a corner with mm-hmm. the rankings. I mean, I have that, no that's, here. that's where Alabama's at right now. Alabama being at eight and Georgia being at one. See, the year we both went to the college football playoff, we were one and three. Well, I mean, Texas and Alabama were the teams that I would, and I haven't mentioned them because I think so much would have to go wrong mm-hmm. for them to get up there. You painted yourself in a corner with them too. Because you've had Oregon and Washington ahead of them. So you've told us that the Pac-12 is better than the SEC all year long. That's another layer. I hadn't even gotten into that side. You get the Pac-12 is really close again. How in the, How are you supposed to sell to me that all of a sudden, because of one game against each other, these teams aren't better than what you told me they were better than all year long? Right. They're both one-loss teams. They only lost to each other. How does that not make you one of the top four teams in the country? But you did that. You've done mm-hmm. that this entire time. You mm-hmm. should have. If, if you didn't believe that and you wanted to get Alabama in here, you should have sunk uh, uh, Oregon down further when they lost. But you didn't. This is on you. You have nobody to blame here but yourself. Yep. Does the committee have their thumb on the scale like that? Do they have the ones that they want? More than any, have they all? Have they already been doing this? Have they already set this up and made up their minds on what they want to see? I don't believe they have. I believe that's why we have the chaos that we have right now, or the potential chaos that we have right now. Of they've been ranking them like they see them for the last uh, six weeks or whatever, and now we're getting to a point where it's all going to shake out. And well, the I mean, drama's the, heavy. Well, I mean, and the question is, do you throw the baby out with the bathwater because of one game? And I, I maintain you shouldn't. Uh, before we go to break, because uh, I have I have an original I'm mad that I didn't get to get to yesterday because I was going to break this story yesterday, and we didn't get to it because yep. power rankings ran long. So we'll now that it's it. come out, I will, I will give my opinion on it. Uh, who should be rooting for who? So if you're Alabama, who are you rooting for? Um. Oh, I got to be rooting for Iowa, right? I, I be, don't think Iowa has anything to do with you. I gotta, I got I gotta be rooting for everybody in front of me. In over, you're not getting in over Michigan, even if they don't win, an, even if they don't win a conference title. That one's irrelevant. You're rooting for yourself. You're rooting for Washington really hard because you against Oregon. That is not a matchup that you really want to deal with. Uh, and you're rooting for Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. If you're Texas, I would say you're rooting for Alabama because you'll get in over them so long as you. Because it's hard to get over the head-to-head. And I would say you're rooting for Louisville and probably or probably Washington as well. Right. Anybody with one loss does not want to have to come up against Oregon because the eye test just really hurts you there. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is CSPN Asheville. When we come back, Jeremy will be mad. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Ingalls Advantage isn't just about savings or the best quality food for your family. It's more than that. It's the advantage of being a part of a community. That's why we provide over 2 million pounds of food every year through regular donations and programs like the Ingalls Giving Tree, Food for Thought, 
and the Ingalls Fill-A-Backpack program. It's the right thing to do, and we know that you would do the same. Ingalls, your neighbor for over 50 years. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop custom apparel shops. Dirty Turkish Harkaback Flat! I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! Turkish Harkaback Flat! Let the hate flow through you. This may have made it through the newswire yesterday, and I got word of this before our show yesterday, and I honestly thought it was so stupid that I couldn't believe it was true. I was gonna rant about it, because I knew part of the process had happened. And the text that I got was that Arkansas is vetting Bobby Petrino to be their new offensive coordinator. Wait. What? Yeah, that Bobby Petrino. The one that, if you're watching us on YouTube, you see the last time that we saw him in Arkansas was <laughs> after he had skidded down the sidewalk because he wrecked a motorcycle that he and his girlfriend who he was having a salacious affair with, and she worked in the athletic department. Yeah, that same guy. Uh, Now, I'm a day late and a dollar short, which, you know, that happens sometimes. He's the new offensive coordinator at Arkansas. They hired him! Oh, wow. They actually hired him and gave him a $7,000 vehicle allotment. I'm not making that up. That's actually true. I am so unbelievably dumbfounded. And how did that conversation go? Like the board of regents looks at each other and goes, Hey, you remember the last time our offense was good? This was with Bobby Petrino. And somebody in the back went, You know, he's unemployed, right? And they all laughed and they went, No, we could never do that. Then it got real quiet. They all looked at each other and went, Or could we? How in the world do you sell this? How are we supposed to forget him in the neck brace with his face all beat up? I mean, I get that winning trumps everything, but there are times that you just got to look at athletic departments and go, what are you, stupid? I'm mad. He just wants to make it right. He just wants to make it right. Hey, he won at Missouri State. He's he's learned his lesson now. Yeah, I think I'd have done, I don't know, anything else probably a better idea here comes bobby petrino to win the hogs six games next year let's go you're in the sportsocracy this espn asheville will be with you tomorrow uh, threadbare thursday right here at noon